Are you full gear ready? Because I think we are. I'm full gear ready. Are you, Eric? Hell yeah, I'm full gear ready. We are full gear ready, like they've been saying on Being the Elite all year long. Welcome, everybody, to the Shoot Style Sauna Podcast, Episode 6, hey, A nice. Full Gear Invasion. So, we have a fun episode ahead. It's very AEW and WWE-centric with some New Japan sprinkled in, but we won't waste any more time. I am your host, the King of Shoot Style, Stell, and I am joined by Sam Little. That is I, Sharpshooter Sam. And I'm also joined by Eric once again. Howdy, howdy. How the hell are you both? I'm Not doing bad. pretty damn good. Full gear ready. Full <laughs> Let's gear get ready. into this. We are very full gear ready. Um, so we will start with the one count and get right into things with the headlines. So going in condescending order, uh, Crown Jewel happened. <laughs> that was a thing. And you know, you it know, was actually not bad. It was not bad. Was it great? Maybe unpopular eh. opinion, but it was not bad. One of, one of the better Saudi what? shows. I think it might have been probably the best, comfortably. So, yeah. Um, so, in our notes, we have Fiend wins title. Yay! Yeah, he won. Yeah, so, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the night. Um, Fiend doesn't need the title. Uh, yeah. Um, unpopular opinion. I love the Fiend, but he is like, you know, it's kind of like what The Undertaker was. He was. He doesn't need the title. He's an attraction in himself. Yeah. Or better examples, Andre the Giant. You know, he never wanted a championship because he didn't need it. Exactly. He so went, Instead, he went undefeated for like 15 years. Until Hogan beat him. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of discussion like about The Fiend a long time ago. Like, if it's like a month or so ago, I remember some guys talking about, like, WWE kind of booked themselves into a corner with The Fiend for Hell in a Cell, where it's yeah. like, you didn't really need to book this, and... Yeah, look how it turned out. It kind of spoiled, like, the rest of the show. Because, like, there was... Really, just really messed it up. Yeah, because, like, the show was already, like, not bad so far. It had a good it had a good opener, and, like, there's some other good bits. But, you know, that really got to, like, overshadow the rest of the show, which sucks because there was some good stuff on it. Yeah. But, you know, there was the whole issue because, you know, Rollins had a backlash ever since then. Even before then, he was having a hard time with the fans. And even since, like, Crown Jewel hasn't been going so well for him. But with the Fiend's case, it's been going a lot better for him. Um, it's good seeing some payoff for all the work he's been doing, and now it's he's an interesting spot as, as like one of the top guys on SmackDown, and now yeah, Universal, Universal title is now on SmackDown, which that's a weird feeling. Yeah, it was weird at first because you had both belts on SmackDown, but then Brock went to Raw. Brock said, "I quit." Uh, Matt Riddle's here. Oh, I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> so about to head out. Yeah, I, I'm a head out, and then he showed up on Raw, and now he, from what Haven described, he has like. It doesn't matter where he goes because, like, Brock Lesnar does what he wants. That's yeah. basically how he's been describing it. I'm like, you know what? It's Brock Lesnar. It's Brock Lesnar. He does what Couldn't he wants. Couldn't better myself. Plus, like, in real life, it's like Heyman is the guy who runs Raw now. He works them all It the would time. make the most sense for Brock mm-hmm. to go to Raw anyway. I think for Heyman's sanity, too, it works out better for yeah. him. So, yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of happy that WWE title is on Raw, which is kind of like more of the wrestling show right yeah. now. Where Honestly, like, yeah. There's a fair share of it on SmackDown, too, but SmackDown's kind of like the attraction with Tyson Fury showing up and, like, the Fiend all the doing celebrities. all the I feel like SmackDown yeah. has been, like, the quest for how much money we can make as possible. Out, and of it's the, been out of this industry it's been going okay I mean, too it's not that it's been going bad it's just it doesn't i don't feel like i'm watching like wwe you know i feel like i'm watching some sort of like fox program if that yeah makes right it's like, there was like the first episode like the presentation felt different yeah like sure they have cool stuff happen like the nxt episode was really fun like that was a good time but when you watch it like aside from the, that one episode it feels like a very like you're very standard, like, good guy, goes over usually kind of episode. Yeah. It's usually, like, you're stereotypical. It's kind of stereotypical. Like, it's both good and bad. I feel like Fox is just trying to make it too much like it was back in 2006, 2000, wherever. I mean, 
it, it, I thought it was great back then. It, it was oh, and it was great back then, but they're, but now, they're trying too hard now. Yeah, you know it's like I you mean? kind of see through it. It's like yeah, like for PR's sake, but you know, I don't mind it. But I remember I said this last time. I'm more of a raw guy now, which is weird because I've always yeah, been yeah, more of a SmackDown guy. I'm always guy. a SmackDown guy, but now like Raw's looking been, at the Raw roster. Besides that whole Rusev fiasco, Raw's been Raw's doing, pretty Raw's good doing yeah, Raw. They're they're more long term building. Like people may not be invested, like in people like Umberto Carrillo. People, I think we got another person watching. Okay. Ignore the chat; it's probably Tim. It's probably Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with Raw, they have they're doing a lot more long term stuff. So they're more so building the guys like Buddy Murphy, Umberto Carrillo, Alistair Black is on nothing and wrong off, with that. Which is I... yeah, that's what, like the younger people like us want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in and out. Um, with SmackDown, it's more so like your mainstay stars, your Daniel Bryans, your Roman Reigns. Your, Which I, I feel Daniel Bryan's the odd man out. Yeah, I feel like he would have been. Yeah, he would have been better on Raw. You with the yeah with the roster especially. Yeah, I feel like he would have blended in, but you know Daniel Bryan's a big star no matter yeah. what. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That it was right. weird because how Fox promoted SmackDown too, with all like these big names like you have. Um, let's see who who's who was promoted for SmackDown, but it's on Raw now. You had Seth Rollins in the advertisements. Yeah. You had Becky Lynch in the advertisements. You had Charlotte in the advertisements. It's like yeah, they're all gonna go to Raw. And it's Fox like, was what? like, oh, we can't get all of them it's like what Rats. i mean it would have been unfair to raw yeah that's that's also a three-hour show you gotta fill time somehow i'm just surprised elias didn't make the move to raw yeah all people when we did the mock draft that was like one of the obvious picks for us it was like yeah we're gonna elias on raw by the way where's elias reportedly injured so i thought yeah. i heard he was coming back i just saw soon a promo i hear him. soon he's gonna be like all good and back on soon. tv so we'll see him probably after survivor series is my best guess or maybe he'll appear. It's actually like a surprise team member for SmackDown. We don't Makes know. Makes sense. Um, but sticking to Crown Jewel, uh, that's what that happened. First ever women's match happened, which was, you know, it was like no, no technical masterpiece, but it's a good PR it, move. It did what it needed to do. It did its message, and I guess Lizzie Evans is a goodie now. Yeah, it's. are they a tag team now? Uh, no, because Nandy's on Raw. Uh, oh and, yeah, Lacey's on SmackDown. I yeah, because like that. she hasn't been on TV like on SmackDown, but she has been like she was in the Saudi match, and I'm sure they just gave her some time to rest since then, which yeah. is like valid. That's a uh, long yeah. enough commute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We'll probably. I'd imagine she'll be on the Survivor Series team, and it looks like she'll be one of the faces on SmackDown because SmackDown's kind of heel dominated right now. It's very heel dominated right mm-hmm. now. Because your champion, most of your champions are heels. I wouldn't, for the I wouldn't call Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He's kind of a character. He's just a tweener character. He's a character. Like, we talked we talk about it multiple times in the show where it's like alignments are becoming less relevant now in wrestling. Where they it's really like, are. It's more about their motivations like Bray Wyatt. Oh, wait. There's a message in the chat. Message in the chat. Uh, oh, thank you, Tim. Very enlightening words from our fearless leader. Well, from our producer. I can't even read it. It's it's part pee, pee, poo, 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 Tim. Nice. Thank you, nice. Man. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, um, other stuff on Crown Jewel. OC won the tag team tournament thing. The turmoil. Which, wow. Surprising, but now the greatest tag team in the world. Not the Lucha Brothers. It's or, the OC. It was the best. So or F- the best. G-O-D firing squad. Ooh, yeah, New Japan. Let's not forget but, them. Yeah, um, it was weird because um, I thought the Raiders were going to win. And I'm like, yeah. I, 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 I the thought most they sense. were just going to pull one on us and the because originally it was called for the best tag team in the world, and we all know what best begins with. Shane McMahon. That too, but um, I was I thought B team was gonna pull that. Uh, one. Oh right, B stands for. B- oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they've. Wait, they've, was they... anyone else shocked that Hawkins and Ryder didn't win? Are they even I in forgot. It? They were in it. They didn't last long, I think. I think they got eliminated by the New Day. Because the New Day were there for a while. Because, you know, got to help Kofi get rebuilt somehow. Um, but, yeah, it was a thing. 
and I didn't really right. care. But OC winning, it did scratch that, the heads right. at first. It's right, but, though. But I'm since, no, ever since then, it's made a lot of sense. Yeah. It's made a lot of sense, which we'll get to later. Um, other stuff, Tyson Fury won. Yeah. He had, a, he had a very long entrance. It's because boxing you. rules. Yeah, yeah it's because boxing yeah. is, is a thing in Saudi Arabia, apparently, too. So it's like, oh, let's have the guy who came in to face Braun Strowman and give Braun Strowman less credibility. Yay. And now they're a tag team. Well, yeah, which is weird. I don't like it. I don't know, man. Um, what yeah, is going on? I, the, I think the biggest talking point from the match was Tyson Fury's entrance. Came out in full Saudi garb. Yeah. And it's like, I hope they're cool with that. Yeah. I was I... like, eh. But then like he had all the pyro. Like, every time he would like get in the ring, it's like, oh, more pyro goes Let's across face, the stadium. Like 90% of the budget went towards pyro for that show. Most of the show was pyro. It's, it's cool like to look at. Two minute pyro Even Umberto opening. Carrillo got fucking pyro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool to look at, but it might be a bit excessive after a while. But it's like, I guess the Saudis like seeing pyro. You know, yeah. the one thing like the Attitude Era shows, remember like when they requested Yokozuna at the very first one? <laughs> He's been I, dead. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Guerrero. He, he has a case of the dead. Um, and then and the talking points, uh, yeah, the most head-scratching one, aside from the tag team one, which has which made sense, uh, Cain Velasquez. Not great. Happening on 90 seconds. Not great. 80, 88 seconds was the match, but he's also... They were surprised he could even walk. I guess his knee injury is so severe. It so, is. It is Kane Velasquez. The however, guy is tough. Remember. The guy. The guy eats rusty. Tougher nails than a two dollar steak without, without any, any milk. milk. Yes. Yeah, without any milk. Yeah. So the in guy. In fact, he uses just sulfuric acid just to wash. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's been looking at stem cell to help like treat his knee, but it looks like he is going to have to get surgery, which does suck because he is very committed, from what I hear. Yeah. And I heard like from a lot of reports that the guys on the trip like earned respect for him. And that he's getting along great with people, which is that's awesome. But that's you know, really it does awesome. suck for him that you know he has to take some time away so soon after his debut to get better. But you know, we send our best regards. It'll to just Kane. build it up for when he comes back and yeah. just kills everybody. And beats up Brock. <laughs> Who, okay, yeah, we, we don't know what Brandy's going to be on either. He's not assigned anywhere apparently. I uh, he's Kane Velasquez. He could probably probably Brock is a Ray. Yeah, yeah, Rock is the whole Ray storyline. And Brock. Yeah, because they keep them together. But it makes sense for SmackDown, who's MMA guy. You already I, lost, you lost, you lost your other MMA guy. I guess we get freaking tyson fury i guess I'm still trying to figure that one out yeah i thought that was just a one-off but i guess yeah. not and it's like okay having... um yeah that was crown jewel i'd rather not talk about all the travel issues that happened because Ugh. not great it's not, great. not fun technical um, issues I've heard, a few, I've, heard a few, I've heard a few reports online but there's been like so many like differing I, opinions I and everything I, I, it, it's it's all in the past no not let's, touching that let's, let's <laughs> move on um but now sticking to people in wwe uh randy orton assigned a new contract yeah, knew it. All that AEW yeah, no. hype was just to get more it's, money. Look, guys, it's we Randy. want your money. Look, it's Randy Orton. Do you think this guy cares anymore? I just. I want him to. Look, I look, Orton's like legitimately like one of the funniest guys in wrestling. He is. Him at social media is actually a riot because he'll just make fun of people. And he like does not care. Plus, we did see the picture on Instagram of like he's like in a hotel. He pans over to the right, has a golden plate that says "Elite" on it, yeah. and it's like, oh. Come He's like, on. nah, I'll just resign for five more years. Nah, Come I got on, you all. Randy. He worked us. But, like, okay. The other thing is, like, do you think, like, with what AEW is trying to do, like, would Orton fit in? Yeah. I think Honestly, it's debatable. I think I think Randy Orton is in the peak of his career right now. I I, I think he would thrive in AEW, granted what Cody has said multiple times. But AEW, you know, there's a lot of, like, the flipping, you know, 
the flip spots and stuff. And, and he can just catch him out of the freaking But also in the past, RKO. Orin has criticized okay, that style yeah. on Twitter. Um, That's true. Orin has been outspoken about stuff like that. And I remember he also... Okay, a funny thing would be to imagine, imagine Jack Evans doing a 450 but getting RKO'd. Uh, out of nowhere. That'd, that'd be, be tough. I, I don't know how the production would do it, considering AEW's production is not as strong as WWE's. So maybe it wouldn't look as good. But still... That it won't happen. Like this, Orton's also teased him versus Osprey. <laughs> I would kill to see that. Match. Yeah, but it's not. It looks like it's not gonna happen either. But Orton, I'm just not surprised. I also like he's also like almost forty. Yeah. I think this might be like his last ever contract too. Yeah. But you know, it's Randy Orton. He's just gonna keep trolling us Swimming forever. Swimming in money right now. Yeah, he's living. He's has. He's fine. Randy. It's Randy Orton. <laughs> Who cares? But, yeah, whatever. New contract. Um, Going back to what we were talking about earlier with SmackDown last week, an NXT invasion is here. Hell yeah. Okay. And it's Hell been, yes. And it's Loved so it. much fun. It's so, great. sticking to the Saudi travel situation, that turned, about, that turned out to be one of the best stories of this entire year. This is a great case of WWE, like, making something out of nothing, turning water into wine, and having this great NXT storyline coming in with except, Survivor Series coming up. Except oh. the spoilers from Monday. That was yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, by the time this comes out, I think Raw might have happened, so we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll, let's go over the good things first. So, do the travel issues of Saudi Arabia. Uh, SmackDown was very up in the air last week. So, we had, what, King Corbin versus Roman Reigns. We had the tag title match, which those guys were stuck in Saudi Arabia. And who's in the States? Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and... The Miz. The Miz and most of the women, yeah. so it's like oh, we got to think on our toes here. So I think the way some of the NXT guys have described it, they were at home basically because like Adam Cole's in Florida with Britt Baker at home. Uh, Shayna Baszler worked out in the gym that morning and like really went hard because she knew she had the, she had the weekend off. Um, everybody else was probably just doing training at the performance center, and then they all get calls or from or emails from Triple H saying, "Hey, get ready, we're gonna fly you up to New York," at like two in the afternoon or something like that. So they all get in the plane. I think it was around like five o'clock. They leave. They land in New York at 7.55. Where did you hear all this? this is... Shannon Baszler in an interview described it. Nice. So she said from there is that she said they got in a police escort to the arena. They French get in. They check all their stuff. She gets. She comes through the front, basically, and she gets to her spot right away for the Bailey segment. She runs through the crowd and does her spot. Like That was the first thing she did when she got to the arena. Wow. <laughs> yep. So I think Triple H and HBK described it also. I think HBK flew in, and it said he, when he got there, it was like right when Brock was leaving. So he got there just in time to do like the look over your shoulder and see Brock leave spot. Wow. So Sean also cut it really close, too. I think Triple H was already there because he was in full suit and everything. So I think he was there the day of. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's, like, the story of how close that came to happening. Oh, wow. So Adam Cole so Adam Cole went from not knowing he had a match with Daniel Bryan at 2 in the afternoon, hanging out with his girlfriend, to having a main event match on SmackDown, like, hours later. What a Which hell of a match. Which is why... Oh, we want to do that now? I mean, it's a good segue. It is a good segue, but we're still also talking about the segment. Um, So for those who know our accoladed award segment, Superstar of the Week, who else gets to be Superstar of the Week other than your NXT champion... Adam Cole. Bang, bang. So this was a no-brainer because I don't know who else it could have been. Like I guess Fiend would have been another good one. I was just say Fiend would be good. Uh... But like there was nobody else after this storyline started for to pick for our superstar of the week than Adam Cole because it's just wow. <laughs> the match with Daniel Bryan was one of the best TV matches of the year. I didn't even get to see best it. TV match in a long time. Yeah, there's been a lot of there's been some good TV matches like as of late, like across both AEW, WWE slash NXT. But I think this one was probably the best one of the year so far. And there's not much time left in the year, so I might just take the case as best TV match of the year. 
Yeah. Someone who didn't see it, just that matchup alone sounds amazing. Because they got like a they got like a half hour to work together. There were some breaks that did hinder it, like commercials got in the way at the wrong times. But that's just TV. Like every every TV program has that problem. So, but it was still a fun match, and the biggest shock of them all is Adam Cole went clean. Adam Cole. This is the first time Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan ever has ever met. Ever, really? Ever in the ring. I, well, I like believe Adam, so. Well, Adam Cole is a lot younger than Daniel Bryan, I believe, right? Yep. Both are ROH sweethearts, too. So that's but really I think Brian, like when Cole was ROH, Brian was WWE. So oh, there's yeah. no way they could have met. Yeah. So that's crazy that those two probably called that entire match in the ring, too, considering how late Cole got to the arena. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also, not just SmackDown, Cole was on Raw. And he had, you know, he had a nice match with Seth Rollins, but it did and get thrown out. Yeah. But that wasn't, of course, it wasn't as good because there wasn't a proper finish. But still, like, that guy got to work with one of the top faces in the company and the former Universal Champion in a span of like four days. Yeah. And he also is featured in a prominent storyline for Survivor Series. And not just that, he still has NXT going on at the same time. So at NXT this week, you know, they had the segment with the OC beating up the Undisputed Era. Killer. Which was amazing. Bobby Fish getting thrown to the wall was, you could see all the, amazing. I guess that was, I think that was fake blood. Probably. It looked like it, it looked really brutal, but it looked great. Um, but at the end of the night, when we're having the main event, which we'll talk more about later, you have the OC against Limitless, Limitless Bros plus Champa. Um, you have the segment where Finn Balor comes down, distracts Champa. AJ throws up the two sweet. He pulls up the finger guns, and then out of nowhere, Adam Cole comes in and beats up both AJ and Champa. He keeps continuity too for Champa, which is good because a lot of people's gripes for Survivor Series that throw all the storylines out the window for Survivor Series. If, if- if you were paying attention during SmackDown when Triple H was coming out and everyone at NXT was in the ring, you can see Champa just glaring at Adam Cole from mm-hmm. across the ring, just not taking his eyes off of him, and I loved it. Exactly. So it adds so much continuity to, like, NXT pays such close attention to detail, which is why it's, like, a storytelling is one of the best, I'd say, right now. I think probably the best of the story. Because, you know, they've been, they've been around longer than most other companies on TV right now. Um, but, yeah. Superstar of the Week, no question it's going to be Adam Cole. But sticking to the NXT Invasion, we also had... Who else appeared on SmackDown? We had Champa come out. Our Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Yeah, they attacked Sami Zayn. Sami's like, oh, yeah, those NXT guys, yeah, they're not great. And he's like, uh, oh, hi. And he's like, oh, I have my NXT shirt on. It's like, wait, no, it's just a black shirt. It's in my car. And then they followed him, and then Matt Riddle ran after him. It was a funny segment. And then he runs out to the arena. Uh, they meet in the ring, and then he just gets beat up. And I'm like, you know what, Sammy? You deserve that. <laughs> um, and then there's that funny picture that Matt Riddle posted. It's him doing the bro Derek to Sammy, and he goes, this should have been Brock. Because <laughs> yeah. at that point, Brock had left the building, and then everyone was joking online that, oh, he ran away from Matt Riddle, <laughs> which was a oh, funny dude. joke. Um, we had Shayna Baszler showed up, which she attacked Bailey, which has then set up the triple threat match, which we'll talk Hell more yes. about later when we talk about Raw as well. We had uh, Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. If, if, if you look at the nameplates for when they came out, they spelled Knox wrong. They spelled it like Mike Knox. And I'm like, oh. But, you know, her name hasn't changed or anything. It's just a typo on Kevin Dunn's part. Um, they quickly beat Fire and Desire, and Sonya Deville's leg hit Renee in the face, if you guys look closely. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt really bad. Um, we had... Was that it for NXT people? Uh, well... Everyone came out at the end, too. And Champa, it was a surprise guest on Miz TV. Yep. And then the impromptu match where... It was a nice match. Champa beat Miz, yeah. And Camo Pants. And Camo, yeah. <laughs> he wanted Camo Pants, and I'm like, you know what? Good for Champa. And he, and he felt like more like heel Champa, too, when he was talking to him. Mm. It was like it was a nice sight nice, uh, well, okay. to see it back. Miz is face right now. Miz, yeah, Miz is a goodie. And it was nice seeing like shades of heel Champa back against Miz. And I'm like, you know what? This is why we all you love know, him so I, much, I, too. I, I, I'm not convinced that Champa's a face now. I think he's just riding out this face momentum. I think he just, because he, he just wants got Goldie. back super ahead of time of his surgery, recovery time. It's incredible. So I think once he inevitably wins back the title, we're going to see him go back to being 
plain old Champa. Maybe even a bold prediction I have. Maybe with four new buddies. Uh, Ooh, a new stable. Well, we he remember that he was ROH champion. Do you think he'll do that? I think that this is all a work, and I think that Champa's going to join the Undisputed Era. But that's yeah. insane. No, that'd be a huge. Now work. that he's done with Johnny, what else are they going to do? With no, him? Johnny, Johnny's busy right now too. Yeah. No, I think he's on his own. I, if I, he, I think he works better on his own. Yeah, but like that's I do too, a really but cool what, site. If, what if he just says, "Hey, Cole." I'm the leader now. I am the captain. <laughs> he looks at it's it's a Nexus thing all over again. Um, but that might happen with Cole and Roddy though. To be fair, that whole dissension thing they teased earlier in the year happens. Which who knows what's going to happen at this, knows point. At this point. Um, Long term booking. Uh, we'll go over. So... That was it for SmackDown. Probably the best SmackDown of like in recent memory. I can't think of yeah. any other SmackDowns that were as good as that one. Maybe some last year, but I can't think of many other ones. It's the best SmackDown I've seen in a while. I agree. It was awesome. Um, and then so when Raw Raw happened and it was it was less um, NXT involved because the talent was actually there this time, but we still had some cool moments. We had the Seth Rollins promo, which was interrupted by Triple H, which it was a really good Triple H promo. It was a really good promo, and he um, it was a lot of continuity in Seth's time with Triple H in NXT. He was NXT champion for the first. He was the he first was the ever first, champion. Yeah. Yep, when he beat Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> that was the first person he beat for it. Um, he was the Authority was played up when Seth was WWE champion. The 2017 Mania match was played up to with Seth had, yep, when Seth had nowhere else to go. Uh, I think then then it was brought to now. So Triple H says, well, "You ask what's next for Seth Rollins? Well, I do." And then out from the crowd come the Undisputed Era. It was a really cool moment. So all four of them were there this time. It was just Roddy on SmackDown, but they're all standing there looking at Seth, and I'm like, "This is awesome." Like, this is how you get people to know who these people are. So then the match is made for later. Um, in between then, we had the, I think, that was, yeah, it was a sit-down interview with Becky Lynch where she's talking to mean Charlie Caruso. And then Shane is like, Charlie, can I just take your chair real quick? And she sits down. It's like a two-and-a-half-minute segment where they just talk to each other. Like, it's like a whole different way of how Shana sees Bailey compared to her. Mm. I think it's like a thing where she actually respects Becky because she beat her best friend Rhonda, where it's like she doesn't care for Bailey, but they've established that they're going to keep their eye on Bailey. Mm. So it's this really interesting element of like there's these three champions and they don't want to overlook each other at the same time, and they all see each other in different ways. Mm. Um, that was a really good segment, and then we had the main event of course, which was Seth and Adam Cole. Fun match. Not as good as SmackDown, but I think they also had less time. Mm. Um, it then ended in a schmoz because Undisputed Era grabbed Seth by the legs and then match got thrown out. But then we had a big brawl in the show. Uh, Keith Lee did a Topecon hero, and I'm Amazing. like, nice, because it's Keith Lee. Yeah, and then it carried over to NXT. We had the aforementioned pre-taped segment where OC beat up the era before the show. Did anyone mm. else notice when Bobby Fish was slammed into that... Uh, metal thing or whatever yeah, what? you, you spit it was ketchup yeah. though because you saw you saw the they were at catering and there was a bottle right there <laughs> oh i didn't know that i didn't notice that i thought it was but like, still it was pretty funny it was really well done to be fair so and then aj says that's what we call a receipt and then they kick off the show with the oc coming down like oh this is nxt and they make fun of the people and then we get the main event happen which we already talked about and yeah uh last night on smackdown we pretty much had a repeat of the shana run-in against bailey which i think was meant for that show so they didn't really anything nothing new was there and i th- oh yeah, and then imperium showed up Imperium attacked Heavy Machinery last night. It was cool, but given the time this will come out, we know we know what's happened on Raw. And dumb. <sighs> so for those who have seen Raw, by the time this comes out, you all have seen Imperium show up. Do you want? Are you okay with hearing about I was, this? I was gonna say spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. But by the time this comes out, Raw will have happened. Um, yeah. So Imperium showed up again on Raw. Um, they confronted Seth Rollins, who threw up an open challenge to the UK's best. So obviously Imperium's gonna show up because Walter. Um, Walter and Seth have a have a match. It gets thrown because of DQ because Imperium attack Seth, and then Street Profits and Kevin Owens make the save. 
Um, then they have a 4v4, and Imperium lose. Eichner gets pinned by Seth Rollins. I mean, at least it was Eichner. Yeah, because you, you, can't, you can't have your gate champion get pinned. Was, you can't have Walter get pinned in, like, general. Like. And, like, especially on a random episode of Raw, so you can't yeah. have that happen. So, luckily, but still, it's like, you have four random guys who have never teamed before beat an established faction like Imperium slash RingConf. Why? I was going to say, it would have been... More even outside of WWE, we have a lot of history. Together. Exactly, even though it may, may, might, may have not been the same faction, no, it's exceptions in there here and there. Um, it's still not the best look, and they've done a lot of they did a lot of this booking where like random superstars beat established teams this like over the course of the past couple of days. Um, so because they also had um, Fire Desire lose to Carmella and Dana Brooke last night, mm-hmm. which like come on, and um, you also had on Raw. I think another instance happened where. I forget who also lost. I think another team of two superstars lost to some other team. But, you know, they've been having this gripe happen a lot, and it's just not a good look for the tag division. No. NXT, they're better about it, of course, because they actually have the champions go over in those instances. Mm. But you know, it's that gripe of booking where it's just not great. Mm. But I think they were worried that, like, Seth couldn't take another loss because, like, he's fiend. been having issues. It just in general, Seth's been having issues. But uh, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, uh, Imperium should have won because they would have no, gone they to- should. Because I know they were, they're, you know, they're biled the as bad guys, but they're in the UK, so they're going to get they're, over instantly. They're going to be over with the crowd because it's the UK, and the UK crowds have watched Walter for years. And it would have left them a lot happier. Because that's a, it's also it's, it's also what made the first episode with the NXT Invasion so good, is that the NXT talent beat the main roster talent. Yes. Which is why it was so effective in helping NXT get all these eyes on the product to get more people to watch the show, which worked really well for them this week. If we're going to talk about ratings, but I don't care about ratings most of the time. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, what's going on? Because, you know, you could have established four more guys in NXT Invasion to get people to watch NXT UK. But no, we're just going to have Eichner lose. It's like, come on, dude. Because, like, Imperium are very much in a storyline with Gallus on NXT UK, which, all right, but in, I, don't know else, I don't know what else they're going to do. I thought they were going to do war games for this because it's a 4v4, mm-hmm. but I, there's no way that they're going to do three war games matches. No. There's no that's, way. That's, that's too much time. Overkill. That, that'll, that'll kill the crowd, too, with like all that action. Mm-hmm. So if there's another NXT UK takeover, they might, maybe. It's going to be probably Glasgow is my guess. We don't know. We haven't heard anything about NXT UK takeover. It might be announced at war games or sometime soon. My guess they're going to do it like January or February next year. But, you know, um, other than that, the NXT Invasion is still ongoing at time of recording. So aside from that, we have our Survivor Series matches. We have a we have a couple matches announced. We have the tag team match between the new champions of the New Day. The I'm gonna call them the War Raiders, because that's what they are to the me. Viking Raiders. War Raiders to me. Um and the Undisputed Era. Fish and O'Reilly. Which Red Dragon. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm, it sucks that the revival won't be in it, but if you look at that match, what it was, it was a very NXT takeover match. Yeah. But, you know, the crowd would like that because this is going to be a very... This, this crowd will have seen TakeOver the night before, so they're going to be in very NXT support already. But, of course, I think I think it's a it's a pretty good decision on their part to actually get established WWE guys... Like the on, New Day. ...who've been on the main roster for a long time go mm-hmm. up against, like, I guess, the newcomers. Because, like, the, War, the Raiders are still pretty new. Yeah. They've only been there a couple months at this point. They've done really well for themselves since, like, their early struggles of the naming and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Air, of course, they've been there for a while, but they're very... They haven't... They haven't done anything else aside from NXT stuff, but I think if we're going to establish NXT as threats, I think, as of right now, and it's not an official prediction, I think Bobby and Kyle are going to win this. So. Ignore that. Sam just came back in the room. But 
Other announced matches for Survivor Series, we have the traditional matches, which I'm surprised they're still doing the 5v5v5. Well, they have to. Oh, the five, 15 men. Yeah, 15 yes. man tag match for each, That's each a of lot. three shows. It's a lot of people. It's a lot. I'm really curious to see how they're going to book this, especially for the guys. I say let's just do 5 on 5 on 5 on 5 and throw 205 live in there. Or NXT UK. Or NXT UK with Team of NXT. Or five on, five on five on five on five on five on five. 25 men. <laughs> Six-sided ring. Oh, my. And, yeah, you, you need the TNA ring at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, we don't know the teams right now. The only thing that's been announced is that Seth Rollins is the captain of Team Raw for the guys. And oh, Sasha really? Banks. I actually didn't know that. That was, that was like announced this morning. So, and then SmackDown Women, we have Sasha Banks as the captain of SmackDown. And then it's Carmella and Dana Brooke who won their way on last night on SmackDown. NXT has no announcements as of yet. Raw has no announcements as of yet of who's on their women's teams. And the men's, we don't know about SmackDown NXT yet. NXT women's team, if Dakota doesn't go on Team Shayna, Dakota Kai could lead Team NXT. Yeah, because they have a very diverse women's division. Of course, they're they're already busy with war games, so I don't know who is going to be representing them. My guess is that we'll probably see... It's hard. Dakota? Who's that that new girl with the dreads? Um, Oh, uh, Caden Carter. I see Caden Carter. Caden Carter's really fun. Uh, Um... It's hard to say. Uh, Piper Niven? I love to see Piper Niven on a main stage. I think she's great. Maybe some Kaylee Ray? Kaylee Ray, maybe. Tony, we don't know about Tony Storm right now either. Yeah, we don't know where Tony No, is. I think she's still injured. Which sucks. I thought she was going to be in War Games, but that's not to be. Uh, we don't know, but yeah, it's the Raw team, I think it's, I think the Raw team for the women is going to be Charlotte as team captain. Yeah. Kabuki's. Mm-hmm. So Oscar, Jesus Christ, that team's already scary. Yeah. Um, and then probably Natalia and one of the Iconics. Or, or Lacey. No, she's SmackDown. Oh, Charlotte's raw now. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She got drafted, too. Um, so, yeah. So, Charlotte, Kabuki's, and Iconics, maybe. That's five already. Or it's going to be Charlotte, Kabuki's, Natalia, and one of Iconics, or Sarah Logan, or Liv Morgan, whenever she wants that to show up. That would work because of how they sent Liv Morgan off to change her character. Yeah, but she would go against Charlotte, though, because I think that's going to be her feud whenever she decides to show up again. We don't know what's going on with her. We don't know what's going on. Uh, SmackDown, if those last two spots are going to be Lacey and Tamina? I don't know who else it could be. Uh, Wait, so who is it? Sasha? Sasha, and then Carmella and Data won their way in by beating Fire and Desire, so they're out of the picture. So I think it's going to be... Ember yeah. Moon. Injured. Ember Moon. Injured. Oh, injured. Oh, is she? Up, up to a year, apparently. What? Yeah, not great. She wasn't in the draft either, so we don't we don't know where she's going to go. Oh, Nikki so. Cross. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Nikki. Oh, yeah, Nikki Cross. So Nikki and Lacey, there you go. And then, yeah, NXT, there you go. Because, we, because the Wargame situation really makes things weird for the people to look. Because yeah. I don't think Shane is winning. <laughs> She's gonna be destroyed. No, I think Shayna's winning. That's where I it's think that's tricky where though because she's gonna be beat up. In fact, at my bold prediction is NXT is gonna clean house. They're with, I think they're gonna win the night, but I don't think they win every match. They're gonna win most know. of the matches. I think they're gonna win, but if they really I mean, want to put I the don't think on NXT it's gonna right be now. like last year when Raw did that clean sweep. Yeah, that's not gonna happen that again. That was clean. No. Xavier, Xavier okay. Woods, and it was a DQ in the women's match because Charlotte went crazy. <laughs> um, but you know. I think it's going to be, like, NXT win, like, four, Raw wins three, SmackDown wins three, or something like that. Or, like, it's, like, by one point. So, they'll make them look strong. But I don't think, because I don't think, for, like, I mean, Kyle and Bobby, I think, are going to win. I think Roddy might win his match, too, if they do book that match. And then the Survivor Series match, are, I think, should be NXT. Are they going to do uh, Roddy, Shinsuke, AJ? I hope so. As of recording, they have great not, match. it has not been announced yet, but I think they might. I think it's being played up to. It's either that or they're going to be in the tag match for the 5v5v5. So, we don't know as of yet. But an invasion angle, it's interesting. It's brought a whole new dynamic. Of course, it was in the tapings, it wasn't really played up as much, considering it was a very general show, it looks like. Mm. We had the UK show, it was cool, but oh, yeah, it's right. 
NXT UK talent didn't do great on Raw, which is dumb. Because Webster and Andrews also lost to the Raiders. Is the women's triple threat match the main event? It might be. I think I think the, I think the men's tackle main event, but the, they've been building to the women's match on each show so far. Not so I much mean, the, the men's. Um, the back the advertisement is the women's match right say, now, which is on like the website. It makes sense because you have one of your biggest stars in the match, and Bailey's been making strides, and Shane is a big deal. So that's really that's the biggest. In match. that case, I think Shane is gonna win. I, I oh yeah. No, I, so I think something. If it's gonna main event, something big might happen at the return to Rousey. Oh, possibly. God, that would be. Perfect. Oh, she'd help out Shayna, and then or well, Duke and Shafir. No, Duke and Shafir aren't in the, aren't in the aren't in war games either. They aren't. No, they aren't. They'll be on the tag team. Yeah, they'll show. Well, oh, yeah, the girls just. They also might help Shayna if Ronda's not there. Yeah. Which might bring out Charlotte and Sasha too. Oh, stop. That's stop, a, that's stop, a, stop. This is long term booking. You know, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I don't, it's, it's hard to say who's going to win because I don't know. I, I don't even think there's going to be a clear winner at this no, point. No I contest think, again. Two two horsewomen. Oh no, dude! It, don't do a is, no contest again. This is definitely going to be. It's going to be a schmoz, but it's going to be the a good schmoz. Horsewomen versus the horsewomen. Now. If Ron is well, Ron's finger injury hopefully is better now because she almost lost a finger. If we get horsewomen versus horsewomen, can we get um, Adam Page? Coming out on a horse. <laughs> Comes out on a horse. <laughs> you, 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 AW won't let that happen, though, unfortunately. That'd be hilarious. R.I.P. Hunter Horse Helmsley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone press your F's in chat for Hunter Horse Helmsley at this grim hour. Um, yeah, it's weird because if that does main event, something big is clearly going to happen. So yeah. it's weird because we're in a situation where, like, all three champions can't. Can't really lose right now. Yeah, which sucks because we know what happened on Raw. Becky got pinned by Oscar, but hey, that's a narrative, isn't it? Wait, did that really happen? Yeah, Becky, the narrative is that nice. Becky can't. Well, no, distraction. <laughs> so here's what happened. So Shannon was at ringside. She got attacked by Bailey because Bailey obviously has been beat up by Shannon twice now. Yeah. So Becky sees that. Like she's like she's like she's in the ring. They're like they're right, they're right next to her. She's like, oh, what's going on here? She's like she starts mouthing off to them. Oscar rolls her up one, two, three. I did hear that Oscar might be the one to beat Becky or do a challenger next. Because there is a story that this it's like the story where Becky can't beat Oscar. Because Oscar's always beaten her, yeah. so it's a very good story to tell. I think I think that's her TLC match. Because if it's if it's if it's a TLC match, Oscar doesn't get pinned. Keeps her strong, you know. That's true. So it I think it's Oscar. Oscar freaking tap again. That was bad. That was that was bad when she tapped out to Natalia. That was really bad. Tapped out to Charlotte and Natalia on Raw last week. What? Yep, it was not good. I was mad. I was really mad. What? You're being dumb. Because the, 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 the Kabuki Warriors are an interesting position right now, where they get built up and then they then they lose randomly. I'm like, come on, man! It's, it's Oscar and Kyrie Sane. It's just this crappy 50-50 booking. That yeah, I, which I don't like. It's good that they're they're gonna get their heat back, kind of on money, but you know, it's not a clean, it's not really a clean win. But I think if there there's something going on with the Oscar situation, which is good that she's getting pushed more because she does deserve it. But it's gonna be weird because if they lose the tag belts and Oscar's gonna lose to the to Becky at TLC, what's gonna happen from there? They might, they might still be champions for all we know they by well then. Oh God, I just I, I'm tired to see. I know you disagree. I'm just so tired of seeing Becky as champ at this point. Okay. It's like it's I, the I, offense on his face. Like it, it's not that I hate Becky Lynch, but it's just another one of those cases. I think of the mega face being pushed too hard. You know what I mean? I disagree because people actually still support him, like Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. No, and yeah, like I get it. Like I just personally am just. I'd love to see a new champion at this point because I think there's some other people that need need a title belt at this point. I mean, Becky Lynch is already, let's see, two-time SmackDown Women's Champ. Uh, three. Three, three-time SmackDown. We've got the Mania win. That's three. And you got people like Nikki Cross who haven't won a singles title yet. Well, she's on SmackDown though. I but I'm just using for reference. You but know like Bailey, I mean? well, she could be Bailey. I don't know if she'll be Bailey eventually. I think Sasha might oh, be the ba- one to beat Bailey. I I, I I think anybody could beat Bailey at this point. Like, Even with a new character. 
It's not that I don't like. I just never taken Bailey like as a competitor. Like that 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 sounded harsh. I just have. I, I like the new character, but I think it's slow, one of those things that's slowly gonna grow. I think it's working. It's be, it's she's been more interesting than she has been like all year. They like, should have still. I think she's still trying to find herself. It's also they should have pulled that trigger like two, while ago, three years ago. Yeah, like, it's 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 working for her at it's least. It's working like good they, for they her, just have to, she just has to keep going basically. With the raw situation, it's weird because like who do you build up at this point? Because like Charlotte's gonna be busy probably putting other people over at this point. Yeah, it yeah it also doesn't help like the only other form. Because there's there's good competitors in women's raw. Roster. It's I already lost, but it's no. I already lost. You have Charlotte, who's your who's busy. most likely competitor. Who's, who's gonna be busy? It looks like. Uh, she's also she's also a good guy now. Who else you got here? We got uh, Kyle, we got Kabuki's. Kabuki's who are who, we got Liv Morgan. If anybody's gonna do it, if we have anybody on this list, it's got to be Liv Morgan with whatever character she. I think she's doing. going after Charlotte first, though. But the, yeah, exactly to build her up. You need to build her yeah. up first. You can't just, you can't do the lazy out of the exactly. first because that was uh, a bad that was a bad idea. The Iconics. No. No. Um, as much as I love them, but no. Um, who else? Maria Canella. No, she's pregnant. Yeah, no. Um, Naomi's on leave right now. We don't know where she's going to go. Either. Nia Jax when she comes back from. Oh injury. God, no. Oh, and yeah, actually, oh, that's God, my, that no. might be exactly who's going to beat. That oh no, point. that's bad. It, it would be it'd be good story. Ruby Riot would right, be cool actually uh, when she returns from injury. Yeah, we don't know where Ruby's going to go either though. Uh, Sarah Logan. So yeah, she's been around. And Zelina Vega. Vega, she's kind of busy right now with I the Sin Cara thing. Vega's going to be with Andrade for a hot minute. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're doing stuff there. I think it's gonna be, it might be NXT call if it's not anybody else. And I think if you're going to do somebody, Shayna could make sense if they're going to keep this angle going. Mm-hmm. She has to lose the title first, obviously. Shayna beats Becky? That could be cool. It makes that sense because like, that's sense. the Hecatine's the horse. Or, or she can just do what uh, Asuka did and just Win. release the title. Or I don't relinquish. Like, I think, no, I, cause I think Rhea's beating Shayna. Oh yeah, Rhea's definitely beating Shayna. That's that. That's your next NXT Women's Champion. Um, sticking to the women, actually, that's a good segue. Evolution Two is being teased. Yeah. So Ooh, for those, there's been some interviews done with some of the women. Natalia has did an interview with Talksport, which is like a, just like a I think just a general press release magazine, and she said there's a lot of opportunities coming for the women right now, and I think I could see right now Evolution Two is right around the corner. So no time Ooh. estimate or frame on it, but she seems to be foreshadowing it's going to happen. So it's like, all right, that's cool. Um, so I don't know when it would be. Because you know, yeah, I couldn't even begin to book that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, we don't know when it is. If it does happen, Stephanie has said it won't be in 2019 when she oh, did so an interview. So probably 2020, yeah. probably spring, next summer maybe. Summer maybe. Yeah, we don't know just yet. So it really depends when they announce it. If we can really book it, because we don't know what's going to happen. Survivor happen. Series, we're very in the we're in the middle of that. So we could have an entirely new roster by 2020. Like. Another draft or whatever they're going to do, and NXT superstar shakeup. Superstar shakeup. That's still a thing, yeah. And then anyway, for NXT that makes the lateral move over, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where Shane will be by then. We don't know who the yeah. champions even will be. So yeah, um, other notes, tidbits. This uh, notably, Charlotte, Natalia, Bliss, Sasha, and the Bella Twins. We're at the PC filming Ugh. promo work, but you know it's the Bella Twins, guys. Ugh. They. They're they're very big deal apparently. No, it's because they have a they have a reality TV show. And, and one, one of them dated John Cena, and one of them his one of them was engaged married. and then broke up with John. Yeah, Cena. And oof, now one not of them great. Is married to Daniel Bryan. Just imagine so. your your it's it's kind of sound a dickish, but just imagine like your failed engagement and he engaged he uh, proposed to you at WrestleMania. Just kind of just thinking and about then, it. And then it never happened. And then nothing came from it. It's like, oh. Oof. I mean, look, no one's something. I mean, I don't think anybody foreshadowed that was going to happen to them in real life, though. No. But it, it does still. suck. Randy's backstage like, I give it a week. 
<laughs> Randy, I bet Randy was like probably talking to people about that, and then yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, one last tidbit is that um, in interviews, Papa once Becky has stated that even without Ronda Rousey, they can have evolution because like I think yeah. oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah, their gripe like the WWE's like issue I guess with not doing is because they don't have a star power in Rousey, but like you realize the rest of the women you have are still big deals, right? Yeah. So yeah, not, we can have another NXT Women's Championship match. We could have an NXT UK Women's yeah, Championship. Yeah, they were match. they were on the card last year for the first one. They had a dark match for the UK title. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't even on the show because well, it wasn't like officially announced then because it was still like in tapings back then. So now that they actually have the title, they can do stuff. They can they can build storylines. They have they have all this time on TV to do it. Mm. So I don't know what's keeping. I guess it's just oh we don't have Ronda. It's like who cares? Yeah. I've said the opinion that I don't want Ronda Rousey great, back. You got along great with him before you got Ronda, and you're yeah. along great without her. So. Yeah, you're fine. Just well, go. you're doing you're doing okay. You're doing better right now because Survivor Series has a cool build to it, at least. But now they're on the road to WrestleMania. It's it's gonna get a little better. Yeah, with, with, plus, the Rumble's gonna happen. So yeah, so they'll start building them too. Uh, sticking to women, the PWI Women's 100 has been released. So the PWI lists are typically in kayfabe. kayfabe list. Yeah, they're very kayfabe lists. They're mainly built built off accomplishments more than like actual ring ring ability. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a whole different list probably. But you know, um, we'll go through. I guess we'll do the top ten. We'll go from in. I guess ascending or descending order. From is it it's descending ten to one or is that ascending? Uh, ascending is going up. Descending is going down. All right, well, dummy, it's in ascending order. Um, so number 10, um, so there's some names that I'm not as familiar with on, I think number 10 is the one I don't know the most. Mm. Uh, Nicole Savoy, I think she's the Shimmer champion. I don't know much about her. I've heard good things, but she's the champion in Shimmer. The rest of these, I'm, I, we all know fairly well. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, mm-hmm. she yeah. is a very indie legend. She also appeared at All Out in the pre-show Battle Royal. She was, she's, she's she was big, on AEW this week. Uh, on Dark, yeah, she was on Dark. So she, I don't know if she's signed. She's no, she's six, not signed. I think she's just kind of doing free dates until she finds a deal somewhere. She's also been in the Mayan Classic before. She's Two a, years, both both years. Yep, both years. Did pretty well, and I think the second one especially, she did really well for herself. Um, yeah, she's just an indie legend at this point. Uh, number eight, Io Shirai. Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna, I think she's going to be up in the top five next year. She'll probably beat Rhea. Especially with this new, her Ooh, new heel. Yeah, her, her new character has been is well needed. Yeah. Did like, anybody else see that? Freaking amazing entrance with Poppy. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, I, I was that. watching them like I was watching them like wow, the production of NXT is like wow, that, it's that whole, AW. That's how you start a wrestling show. Yeah, that's, I'm like I'm watching like AW can't even touch this. I'm sorry, and they didn't. As much as I love their production too, well, I would disagree with that. But not. <laughs> yeah, the vignette. And I'm like oh, the vignette was good, but the vignette you know, was so. We'll great. get to that. We'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about the Wednesday Night Wars in a bit. Uh, seven weird one, Natalia, and Natalia was at seven. And I'm like, in kayfabe, I guess she won a lot of matches because she had like some pay-per-view matches. It's like she's not bad. She's good. It's just she's good. Just not interesting. I just don't care. She's, about it's her. Natalia. It's just good hand. Good on you. I will never forget her as the girl who farted and killed Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, number six, Bailey, who I thought should have been in the top five. Yeah, I agree. Bailey's I had she's that. she's won a lot, even though like weird booking aside, um, she first ever women's tag champion. SmackDown Women's Champion two time, Money in the Bank winner. Put on like a five star match for Sasha Banks. I mean, that's day. not that's not in this year, but yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, in oh, just in general career. Um, yeah, um, I thought she should have been in the top five, but I mean, the top five it's kind of hard to argue, except for number three. Uh, number five, Tessa Blanchard. 
of impact. Yeah. Yep. So someone who has made a lot of history in her own way, as she said. Book that is like the new China in a way, but she also does really well against the women. I would disagree with that. Statement. Yeah, no, but she also, but that's that's what I hear. I don't. Yeah. It's like I just don't want her to become that because she's not making history her own way. She's just another she's China. She's promoting the inter intergender. Division. But she still fights women. She yeah, she's, yeah. she does still fight women. Like all, re- in my opinion, all wrestling should be like any anybody could challenge for any title. Like. Yeah, once you Seth Rollins, it's not realistic. <laughs> That's what Seth said about intergender wrestling in the summer. Give me a break, Seth. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, I think she was like top 15 last year, so she made, I think she moved like 10 spots, which is good. Um, she has been making good parts, knockout champion, had some good matches with Ty Valkyrie, won the AAA title, but then quickly lost it not too long after that, mm. and is now going to challenge Sammy Callahan for the world title. She's probably going to beat Sammy Callahan. I don't know if she will right away. I think she will eventually. Well, she, she, they've already had a match before. They've had, they've had three. She's lost each one of them. So maybe this one will be it, or maybe I like think this one will be it. It's either this one, or they might do it at the the one night show at Mania weekend. I think they didn't want to have her go against Brian Cage because Brian Cage is like jacked, an, an inhumane man who can put like even like the biggest of guys like in the fucking hospital. Apparently, they've had a match too, and someone said it was I think really they good. Have, yeah, yeah, someone someone said they had a match somewhere and it was really good. And I'm like, oh, that could have been cool. To see also, on TV. I think Brian Cage is kind of into it right now. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of taking a back seat right now. Uh, number four, the aforementioned NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. No, she has been winning for the past year. <laughs> has not really lost a match. I don't think she's even lost a match. She hasn't lost, or, well, she hasn't lost like, a title pinned. match. She hasn't been pinned, basically. Yeah. Let me, look, can I, can I guess, can I guess the top three? Yeah. All right. Who's number three, Rio. No. Nope. No, Rio's not even top 20. What? Rio is like, where's Rio on this? Control, I'm going to just control F. Rio is 43. Who's number three? Ronda Rousey. Oh come! I don't. On. I this this is a big disagree because like Ronda, she's been gone most of the judging period. But to be fair, she only lost one match, and she, you know she was wrong. I can tell she, you these next two is well, it's, it's Char- one Charlotte Flair and one Becky Lynch. Yeah, Charlotte's number two. Yeah, and, well, that's what I thought. Number one's kind of obvious because it's like who else had a year like she did? Yeah. And Charlotte is also just like really good, and she had some really good matches in this judging period, except for like she kind of tapered off after Mania, where she was just like yeah she was hanging about having matches, losing a lot. But yeah, number one, it's kind of like yeah, you had no choice. Otherwise, it'd have been like backlash everywhere. Big but time. I mean, not. You know, I mean, it's like you can't really pick anybody else. To be fair, it's like yeah, the year she had, it's kind of like yeah, undeniable. Sorry, Tessa, but yeah, um, that was so. I guess other other notable placings. Uh, Tony Storm was number thirteen, so she wasn't too far behind. Oscar was Oscar was number eleven. Sasha Banks is fourteen. Oh, she. Well, Sasha, oh, Sasha was gone for a while, so it's like that kind of hurt her placing. If she was like active all year, she could have been top ten. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Sane omitted from this list. That was an error. Apparently, she was supposed to be number sixteen. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, current Impact champion, number fifteen. So she's been really dominant this year. B Priestley, number twenty. Nice. Former Stardom champion at this point. Uh, let's see other ones. Ember Moon was twenty-seven. Sue Young was thirty-one. Rhea Ripley, number 35. I thought she should have been higher. Yeah. Who was number 500? There's, there's, it's only 100. It's 100. Oh, it's only, who's 100? Chris uh, uh, Stetlander. No idea. I have no idea who that is. The um, lowest WWE uh, women's wrestler is Isla Dawn in 96. Well, so I saw, I saw Scarlett Scarl Bodeau at uh, 89, but she like just got signed, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, who else is pretty? Mandy Rose is six, who's 69. Jessamyn Duke, ah, 69. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Riddle's like, yeah. Grow up, guys. Piper Niffin, 75. Okay. Oh, she looks good. First thing. <laughs> she's really good we're gonna be real um 
I one I think this is our last well last like WWE centric story. Uh, performance Center editions. We had the announcement. Jeez. Scarlett Bordeaux is now officially in the Performance Center. Shotzi Blackheart. Um, she's an Evolve wrestler. She is now in the PC. She's awesome. Indy Hartwell, who I don't know much about, is. I've heard in, she's good. Yeah, I, I think I think she's like friends with Sasha. Like so much. Sasha came to see her when she signed. I'm like that's nice. She's uh, in the PC and a new ref, Stefan Smith. Nice. He's he oh, ref. He's a ref. Yeah, he's a ref apparently. He was a wrestler, but now he's a ref. So that's cool. So good for him. Um, Scarlett has tweeted since then that she is going to continue making wrestling sexy. Nice. So the smoke show thing looks like it's going to stay. I'm nice. curious to see how they're going to do it. I guess like Mandy? Nice. They might, Mandy. They might make her like Mandy, except better because she can actually wrestle. Yeah, true. Um, I yeah. just hope that this is just a one-way ticket for Killer Cross to stroll on in. That's <laughs> true because aren't they dating? I'm pretty sure they're dating. That's I thought good, they were dating. Good for Killer Cross. So, <laughs> good for him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to that story. They're all, they just started up this week. So, yeah, there they go. Um, so, we're going to take a detour over to Japan, specifically yes. New Japan. And Wrestle Kingdom is starting to take shape, and it looks exciting. It looks amazing. So, we have, for those who don't know, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be two nights in January, January 4th and 5th. So, um, the big takeaways that we've heard recently is that the Intercontinental title and the Heavyweight title will be defended on night one. Night two. Oh, yeah. Night one, and then on night two, there will be a big double champion determination match between the winners of both matches. So the match, the contenders are going to be on the heavyweight side. You have Kota Ibushi against Okada. Mm -hmm. And then the IC title matches against Tetsuya Naito against Jay White, the champion. So the big storyline going into this is that Naito has said he wants to be a double champion since I think at the start of the year. So they've been playing at this long-term story for a good while now. And they're going to keep building towards that. And I think my pick is for Naito to win both belts. Just to, just to put the exclamation point on that story. And he finally gets the moment. I guess other ways they can do it. I could see Ibushi maybe winning. I was about to say Ibushi because he's the younger star. And he's coming mm. up. And I just love Kota Ibushi and all of his it's work. It's true. Or they continue like pushing Okada as the big guy. I mean, who it's, it's Okada who will complain, really. Yeah. Mm. So I, I, no, I, th- I don't think it's going to be Okada, though. I really don't. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be Naito or maybe Ibushi. Yeah. Okada I'm fine with, but I think it's going to be one of the other guys instead. I don't think it's going to be Jay White. I think his time will come later on. Yeah. I remember his uh, heavyweight title run at the beginning of this year didn't go over so well. Yeah. I heard people didn't like it. Then he lost he the supercard. He lost super his card. first defense. Yeah. He lost the, he lost the supercard to Okada. Okada's held the belt since. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. But if everything um, does go like the way we we, we want it, it's gonna, just going to be like. um. Rematches from the Supercard, you know, Abushi, yeah. uh, Abushi, and Naito, who are just gonna kick each other's heads off. They're gonna, one of them then, might, hope none of them die. And then uh, Jay White and Okada again, because mm-hmm. the losers are gonna fight each other. Yep, the that's next true. Night. Losers are gonna fight each other on night two, mm-hmm. and I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I think the best situation is that it'll be Naito and Abushi again. Hopefully, no one dies, and then you'll have a rematch with the Supercard with nothing on the line this time. So maybe we'll kick off like another chaos versus bullet club situation. Oh, maybe, nice. maybe we'll see what happens there because the bullet club are also booked on night two for a tag match against yes. Funky Three K. Um, other than tidbits, we have Hiromu Takahashi is back from neck injury, and he'll be challenging Will Osprey for the is it the junior heavyweight title? Yes. So yeah, he came out and challenged Osprey. I think it was Power Power Struggle. The yeah, name recently. Of the show. Yeah, that's the guy with the red hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he has like the cat plushies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, his, what's his name? One's Daryl. He has a new one. He has a red one. No, no, no. Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu, Hiromu Takahashi. So ta- okay, Takahashi. Takahashi, not Tanahashi. We'll get to him I was going to say. We'll get to him in a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, they're going to have a match. This is on night. Is this night one? Night one. This might be. This could be probably like the match of the night for night one, maybe. Because I think it's Will Ospreay. He's been 
a lot of people's wrestler of the year right now. He's been putting on stellar match after stellar he's match with everybody. Lifetime, if you're asking me. Yeah, he's yeah. and he's what our age? Yeah, well, I, not, I, not much older. Not much I was older. Say, he's like thirties at least. I would say. I think he's like late twenties, if anything. Yeah, so good. he's um he's doing really well. Um, I think he's gonna be very he's gonna be a new Japan guy for a good while. I think he lives in Japan now. With B. So 26. yeah, he'll, he's he's settled at twenty six. Twenty six. Jesus Christ, that's sickening. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're gonna have match tonight of night one, and then they won't be booked for night two, obviously, as of right now. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think if Osprey loses, he's gonna move up to heavyweight. I can see it. And he'll go for the heavyweight title, probably in the G one. He might maybe go in the G one next year. Early er, early days, but possibility. And then the last tidbit from New Japan is. Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to be facing Chris Jericho night two. at Wrestle Kingdom in night two. So I saw the video for this. It's um the people playing Tanahashi's theme song like in a pretty much like a studio setting, and then you see each one get taken out of Judas effects, and then eventually it's Jericho and the Painmaker get up just like challenging Tanahashi, saying um the Ace versus the Painmaker, and That's then the great. match was announced after that. So I'm interested by this. Depending on what happens at Full Gear tonight, as of recording, will it be for the AW title? Probably not because New Japan doesn't want anything to do with that. But that'd be really cool for both promotions. Um, I don't know who's going to win this. I'd imagine Tanahashi. But I think if Jericho's still the AEW champion by that time, then... If they make, if, if they put the title on the line, that is. Which I don't know if they will. Uh, no. I have some breaking news, by the way. Breaking uh, news to the podcast. Uh, WWE Raw taping gets canceled. Where? Uh, the venue, Tyson Events Center in Sioux City, Iowa... For the December 17th taping of Raw announced the show has been canceled due to a scheduling conflict. Maybe no Raw uh, that week then? There's a rumor the apparently that they're giving people time off for the oh. holidays. Which I, I heard they're getting Christmas off. They, they always they, do. They so ex- extended off. break. They can kind of use that but though. But Christmas on a Wednesday that. so are they still going to have NXT or do like a taping or like a they're best gonna do a, of? They're, they're actually going to do a taping I'll probably night. do like a best of NXT kind of Or yeah like a, like, a, like a recap show. I'm like oh yeah here's the awards for this year yada yada yada. There's not going to be a dynamite that week because I think the AW obviously get the time off too because mm. they're they're good at scheduling as well. Um, but yeah, speaking of AW and NXT, let's check in on the Wednesday Night Wars. So since the last episode, we've had the Charleston, West Virginia episode of Dynamite and the one from what was it? Was it Nashville this week? No, it was Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. So we've had those two episodes in NXT. We had pretty much the, the the invasion episode which we talked about earlier and the week where Finn Balor called out Gargano. That main event, what was the main event that week? Was it, oh, it was Limitless Bros against the Era and the Era 1. Um, mm-hmm. So both shows, uh, some, some tidbits from the last two weeks. SCU won the tag titles in a nice match. I just didn't like the ending. The ending, the ending fell flat. It felt really, really flat. Because, like, just a no rolling one, pin. And yeah, you could even hear the crowd going, like, oh, okay. Apparently Carolina, whoever that was. Oh, the person with Sin Cara? Yeah. Yeah, that was random. I saw um, that lasted for like two or three weeks. Yeah, that's that Boy, didn't was last I long. Right? Um, but yeah, sticking to Dynamite, we had that happen, and then we had um, Cody's promo from this week, which was really well received. Amazing, really Amazing. good promo. Ten out of ten, five star promo. <laughs> Thank you, Meltzer. I still think Moxie's was better. They're they're both the no, no, both were excellent. I liked both of them a lot, and plus Bowers promo from last week was really good in NXT front as well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed both. People say it's the best promo of the year. I, it's, it's, I definitely like so. it's definitely I, it's a tender. It's definitely a tender because it's real. It, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. It's it's just it's that. Cody the person talking to it's, you. It's Cody Runnels. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the guy behind the character with talking. Mo- with Mox. Mox plays the character very. He's well. amazing in his character. Like, so by that means, like he he delivers some of the best promos ever. But Cody just puts so much heart behind it, and you could hear Cody like about to just break down, and like 
His voice cracked. Again, he was talking from the heart. It mm-hmm. wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't. Would you mention his parents? He, that's that's when his voice got really like emotional and everything. Because the freaking because I can't say the f word on stream. PG thirteen. Uh, yeah, PG thirteen. Because freaking he's a goddamn Rhodes. That name just carries so much weight. And they were in the South, too. That's yeah. It's really exactly. important down there. Carolinas. Yeah, it's really well, big down Dusty there. But Dusty was more based in Florida, though. That's true, but still, that's, that's down South. South. Yeah. It's, there, that's, yeah. that's a big wrestling area. Um, speaking, speaking to that same show, uh, that Inner Circle vignette. Wow. Amazing. Um, One of the funniest things it. I've seen in a long time. The youngest AEW. He's in the prime of his career at 48 years old. And then uh, Soul Train Jones, a.k.a. Virgil, Virgil. said... Chris Jericho's potential is like on the Olive Garden breadsticks. Unlimited. <laughs> he nod his head and everything after that, and it was um, hysterical. And then J- J.K. Hager just, Jake Hager just not did, saying anything. It's just the camera pans up. He's just like, straight face, that. not saying a word. He's like, eh? He just didn't say anything. It, it was big so hurt. funny. Yeah, his, his caption was Big Hurt. <laughs> MMA fighter J.K. Hager making a statement. And then Chris Jericho's like, you know, Cody, he has to worry, go all these meetings, worry about interviews. All I got to worry about where's the best place to get the bubbly yeah <laughs> i've literally been seeing jericho been doing interviews like all week though and, and, like, yeah. and he was on he's like doing uh, a lot of NBA pr tonight yeah using nba stuff for tnt i'm like oh, that's cool he literally had an interview with like trump's son which is random on his podcast yeah, yeah. for, jericho for talk podcast. is jericho sponsored by omaha steaks omaha steaks um uh, but yeah he they had a lot it was a really funny promo it was just a big rib at cody's like Cody and Brandy's promo from like a couple yeah. weeks ago, but it was done so well, and they had like word for word like so many like spoofs from that promo. <laughs> the beginning so when Sammy walks in, hey Chris, we got two dollars for the bubbly here. We have low calorie, or this one has more flavor to it. And Jared was just like, okay, stands up and kisses Sammy on the forehead, <laughs> yeah. and then he walks away. It's like wow. And then he's like, he they did, they did the bath thing where it's like the blue light bathroom. He's just sitting in the uh, tub with a scarf scar. on. <laughs> Who wears a scarf? He's wearing a scarf right there. Um, it was just a really, it was really well produced too. Was the best part of it. It just looks so. It was great. It was so funny. It's one of the best parts of the show. I don't think Jericho, um, I, Jericho can do no wrong. He can. He can. It's Chris Jericho. It's Chris Jericho. I don't think he cares anymore. I know. I just think he cares. Fun. That's why he's, he's just so having good. fun. I do. I he think he well, cares. That's he can do. What he, he can do what he wants. Basically, he's. Not he really... cares, but he, he he realizes that he can make jokes and he shouldn't be Every, serious. Everything that Jericho like, says is a meme. Yeah. At this point, it's not like he's Jim freaking Cornette and Jesus Christ. <laughs> it makes unpopular opinions that don't go over very well with people. <laughs> Welcome to the IWC. Um, other than tid- tidbits for Dynamite, uh, Kenny Omega and Moxley is now unsanctioned. Amazing. It's not being called a dub. Uh, a lights out match. I Moxley s- was very unhappy. I'm kind. I kind of. Do- I. I don't blame him. Yeah, it makes sense, no, because he, he, it plays out the fact that wins and losses matter. Mm. And I love the part where they did, I think it was for the West Virginia show where Moxley is mad backstage. He goes into Tony Khan's office and complains about it. He's like, oh, you don't, you're not going to beat your boy, you're not going to make it count, and all those whole things. He had a whole, another, another good promo about Oh, they, they, they're, they're not going to make the match count? It's unsanctioned. It's unsanctioned, lights out. AW, AW's not responsible for any of it. Moxie was pissed about it, as he rightfully should. So, and he—he, he, I mean, technically, his record. What is it like? One and one. So he's one zero and one Kenny's in singles definitely action. Definitely gonna win, probably. No, I think Moxie's. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit because we're almost done talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, oh, speak, speak, well, we'll finish this part first. We got finish Moxley bit. here. Uh, if we pull him up. Why did I do this? Stand on the website. Him. Yeah. Him to, We're on the website yeah, right he's now. won one and one, and he's had like five matches, but they've all most of them been unsanctioned. The Janelle match didn't count. And you heard in his promo, he's like, "AEW won't sanction me." They're putting me in my little box over here, make sure I don't make any trouble. 
Those are that was a really good promo. But yeah, he make he makes you agree with him about so many things. He talk he think he has logic in his promos. Yeah, he has actual logic. It's like yeah, we're we're gonna side with him because I think the guy just needs just needs something big, and I think tonight might be the night for him at the time of recording. Yeah. The most so, violent match we've seen in decades in the United States. It's gonna it's gonna be it's tonight. Gonna, it's gonna it's, be. it's gonna be crazy. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna close the show. You know, Renee is. Or I Renee's gonna be at home screaming. I kind of hope she, it doesn't, so they have enough time. What if it opens the show? Oof. That might. It, Oof. It's actually not. It's actually not a bad idea. I just the so show. they have enough time because with pay per views, you know. No, they put on the buy in. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Jericho is six and zero. Oh. Holy crap. Oh yeah. He's champion, dude. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't been pinned or anything. He kind of makes sense. Uh, Speaking of Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega dressed as Sands. Amazing. Amazing. So people who obviously game. So obviously, if you're Jim Ross, you have no idea what this means. You didn't even know yeah. what to say. Excalibur was the one who played it up, and it was pretty funny. But there was that whole um, hype package before, like the whole the New Japan logo came up in like the Undertale fashion, it was really cool. Mm. So it adds to the effect that Kenny something's going on with him, and it pays the whole fact that he if he loses tonight, he could become the cleaner again, mm. or he maybe might come as the cleaner tonight. Like I think that. that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna show up as the cleaner, and he'll have like, he'll have, like the New Japan entrance, which would be really cool. Um, they played the whole fact of what Kota Ibushi, the whole Golden Lovers thing was brought up, and the illusions were gone away, and then he came out of Sans, and then Matt and Nick were Ken and Ryu. Mm-hmm. Good moment. It was a fun episode. Oh, I, didn't, um, I didn't know they counted trios victories. They, they definitely, they're definitely gonna put a trios title in then, probably. Eventually, they need, they think they need more teams first. I think. Agreed. Yeah, so they'll keep working on that. Um, that's up for the AW side. NXT side, we already talked about the invasion stuff, but the big thing for NXT is, as Regal would say, War Games. War Games. Um, so yeah, NXT Takeover War Games has two War Games matches. We have the men, which is Era against Team Champa. And then on the women's side, it is Team Baszler against Team Ripley. So they're both 4v4s. We thought it'd be 5v5 for the women because all the women, all the people that were involved with it. Mm. But they're making it into a story, which is kind of cool, of who, who's going to be on the team. Who are they going to pick? And then we don't know what's going to happen. So at time of recording, there's going to be a match on NXT for advantage mm. in the match between Io Shirai and Mia Yim. And a ladder match. Ladder match. Io Shirai in a ladder match sounds amazing. That's going to be great. He is going to do something insane. Um, so, yeah, that'll be, I think, something's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Shh. Shh. Sorry. Um, Peter Avalon's stopping by real quick. Yeah, right. um, yeah, so that match, I could see, I think the heel's going to get the advantage, which I think also bleeds in Survivor Series and making, Shana, making sure Shayna isn't dead mm. for yeah. the match. So I think the heels will win. Um, for the match itself, I don't know who's going to win right now. My guess is Team Baszler, just keep them strong for Survivor Series. I can see that. Maybe, or they might play up the Rhea factor. Maybe, maybe she pins Baszler. Maybe, maybe, maybe book a title match after that, and that's where she wins. And then Shayna goes to Raw, probably. Who knows? We don't know. It's it's early days for that. Mm. Men's side. Um, the men's side. We have Era against Team Champa. Champa is Tommaso Champa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and a mystery fourth partner right now. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to be? Will it be Dijakovic? Which makes a lot of sense considering his history with both the Era and the Triple Threat match. Keith Lee. He had with Roddy. And his history of Keith Lee, they've been kind of making amends as of late. And, you know, he's not really doing much else right now. Could it be Johnny Gargano? Well, I don't think it's going to be him because the Finn Balor situation. Could there be another Johnny added to this? Could it be Johnny Mundo? Johnny Five Star? Johnny Impact? John Morrison? Will he come back? As much as Velveteen Dream is another one, but Dream is he's injured still. sadly injured until yeah. 2020, which that's sad. Could have Isaiah Scott. We could have. He's been showing up a lot lately. He's, he was back from injury, apparently. He had like an eye injury, right? Something like that. It, was, it wasn't great. We could have Pete Dunn show up. 
he is with that. He's, he's busy that right now with, the with kill- Damian Priest. With yeah, Priest and Killian Dane and Tyler Bates in there too to help out Pete. So that might be like a tag match maybe. But no, no, I think Dane had a had a fight with Priest, so they're not all on the same page. So we know what's gonna happen there. So it's kind of up in the air. Um, my pick is Dijakovic to play it safe, but a shock would be John Morrison. So I think it's going to be one of those two because there is the report that Morrison did sign, but we don't know if it was true or not. My guess is that it was they, true. They're saying it's true. They just don't know what to do with them yet. We just don't know what It's a surprise. It's just a surprise, which we'll have, we'll have to keep waiting. Um, so, yeah, other than that, both shows have been really good the past couple of weeks. I've slightly enjoyed NXT more, but that's not saying Dynamite was bad. Both um, shows have been great, mm-hmm. to be fair. They've been some of the more entertaining bits of TV Facts. in general, both those shows. It's just a matter of, it's apples and oranges, basically. Like, which one do you prefer? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, sticking to those shows, we're going to switch over to our next segment. So we're going to talk about Full Gear now. So, tonight is AEW Full Gear at time of recording. We're going to talk about our match by match, do our predictions, maybe talk about moments of the night, what we think will happen, what we want to happen, maybe, anything else about the show. Um, so, we're going to go in what I think will be the match order, starting with the buy in. The buy-in match is only one right now. Uh, it's going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She's a dentist, by the way, against the now former startup champion, B. Priestley. Sam, who do you have and why? B. Priestley. She needs the win. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you also, Eric, you picked who'd you pick? Um, Britt Baker. I think Ooh, she, disagreement. I think she's going to get pushed to be the top female in the in the for their for the AEW's women's roster. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be the top. I think she's going to um, if. This is kind of theory. It's a wild theory, but I think what could happen was with the women's championship match, we could see Emi Sakura beat Rio, and then Britt Baker would beat Sakura. So you keep, you know, the there's not a babyface babyface match. That's true, but like we'll get to, we'll get to that match in a bit. But I'm also picking B. So B, it, my big thing for B is this is B's first actual singles match in AEW. She's only been in tag matches so far, and she has not really been able to do as much in the matches. We've seen like flashes of her, but she hasn't been able to do much from what we've seen of B in the product in the promotion so far. So I think B will win just to maybe give her some momentum and help her like display her like this is B Priestley. This is what she's like. This is like her first like big singles match. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's gonna be consolation because she just lost a starting title like last weekend. So I'm gonna go with B. Maybe Britt will win as much as I like Britt. Mm. I just feel like that they might want to start giving other people momentum because she already she has a really good win loss record already. So they might want to give B some wins too, just to keep her strong in the division. So just having her lose right away mm. in singles competition. So I don't think that's the only match we have in the, on the buy-in. Um, next match I have written down is the tag team championship match. So we have the champions SCU against the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. I'll start. I picked SCU. They just won the belts. They're first big defense on a pay per view. Private Party is there to take the fall. Um, yeah, SCU is going to win. Agreed. I think mm. I don't. I just don't think you have the Lucha Brothers get pinned twice because you need to keep them strong because they're one of your better tag teams, probably the best one in the company and in the world. Sorry, OC. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very fun match. I think this is this is this is a good way to open the show. It's a fast paced tag team match like they do for most of their shows. Mm. So yeah, it'll be fun. But SCU will probably sneak in the win by hitting SCU later on one of the Private Party. Probably mm. Isaiah Cassidy. But that'll be it. Eric, you Is that, is that what their finisher's yeah. called? The SCU later? S- that, yeah. That's their finisher, yeah. Later. SCU later. It's kind of clever. And hopefully uh, get... I, which, one, which one is... Which one of the guys in Private Party is the one that, does, that screams? 
it's, Isaiah, it's, right? I was going to say, I think it's... No. Mark Quinn is like the... Uh, Mark Quinn's wants the sunglasses. I know yeah, okay, okay, so, so yeah, it's, it's Isaiah. Isaiah so, uh, whatever he does, it, it makes me laugh. So I hope if they do SC later on Isaiah, he does that scream right before he gets kicked Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a really high-pitched scream. Yeah. That's right. He did it this week against the Dark Order. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, um, that's a pretty easy one to call. I think maybe... I think what will happen is that the feud between SCU and Lucha Brothers will go to probably like some random episode of Dynamite where they'll cap it off of a trios match between... SCU at full strength against Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid comes back. Mm. Do a trios match there, and that's how you end the feud. And then, yeah, that'll be that. Uh, next match, we'll go to Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. So this feud has been hastily put together. Mm-hmm. There has been like they've been like beefing on Twitter like here and there, but that was really it until dark this week, where Spears and Blanchard attacked Joey with the pliers. I'm like, that looks gross. Ow. We never saw what happened, but it looks like Joey was okay. So yeah, it's put together. It's pretty last minute, but it should be nice. Um I go for Sean Spears. Mm. I agree. Yeah, Spears, I think, needs to win more because you brought this guy in and you gave him Tully Blanchard. You make him a, make him more of a big deal. But I was really shocked when Cody beat him. But it's made sense since then because Cody's now challenging for the title because of win loss, wins and losses. Spears also lost to Moxley in Boston, so he kind of needs to win more because Joey's been showing up with those matches with Kenny. He looked really, really good in those matches, and he won a yep. match on Dark, I believe. Yes. So Ke- Joey's been slowly getting back out his feet. But he, we've, we've seen a lot more of Joey than we had than we have of Sean Spears in recent months. So I'm gonna go with Sean Spears. This one's more tricky. I'm not as confident in this one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Joey did win, but my heart and head say that Sean Spears is gonna get the win. Just get just get some heat back on him. I agree. Uh, Sam, I want Janela to win because I love Ooh. Joey Janela. Is that is that, <laughs> is that your it. final answer? <laughs> That's it. Ooh, bold. But you know this this one is kind of hard to call because it's very last minute and I don't have. Much other reason. And the, these matches are harder to call boy. because you know the wins and losses do matter. So mm-hmm. these are just harder to call than like a WWE pay per view. I mean, also this, I mean, this also has less builds. So it's kind of hard to say like some of the other like some of the other ones on here are kind of easy to call, in my opinion. Like Ooh. like the tag match is kind of easy to call because you know they just this stuff just happened. Um, next in the card, Hangman Page against uh, Pac. This one's kind of tricky too because both guys could really use a win. It's being billed as a rubber match because Pac beat Hangman on Dynamite. Page got him back in that tag match when Moxie walked out on him. So now it's their third match. I guess the winner is probably going to be primed for a title shot, maybe? Depending on what happens later. We don't know yet. So, pack, yeah, my pick. I've gone for Pack. I've gone for Pack. Yeah, I just think he he, he plays with the win-losses like so much in his character that I think he needs this win a lot more than Hangman, Hangman does. Hangman, you know, he's still he's been doing really well. He's had some really good showings on he's Dynamite. He's also had the first ever championship match in the company. That's <laughs> true. You know, he didn't win. He he, he looks good. Just to be in the match is it's a big it's a big rub. And he's been doing pretty well on Dynamite. He's been having some good matches, but I think Pac needs to win more because I think they're gonna build him more, maybe for a title shot or maybe a mid card title. I'd love that. Maybe have him be a mid card champion for a while. Maybe he'll have a run like he did with the cruiserweight title, where he'll just be the king of the division and he'll be the, the top heel. And then maybe once he loses, he'll go up to the world title picture. Maybe, maybe possibly. Yeah. So have we all gone for Pac? Or we all going or yeah, someone going? Yeah, I've, I've right. So the bastard beats the horse. Um, fifth match out of the eight. We have the women's championship match. We have Riho against her teacher, which was won on Dynamite this week. Emi Sakura, also known as Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, easiest one to call, Riho. Yeah, this one's Rio. just too easy. Someone um, picked Emi, though. Wow. And someone in our, like, in our, like, pretty much our org has picked Emi, which is a shock, because Emi's record before, like, this match, she was 1-2, which is not great. 
She won one she match on dark. She, does, she she does not need a victory. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think it's the right call. I think it's too early for Riho to lose. She's only had the belt for a month. And Riho is very much appreciated across the fan base. Like the, yeah. her, like a lot of the younger fans like her a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't see a reason to take it off her. I'm she sure. looks like one of them. <laughs> she's 19, isn't yeah. she? Or like 22. I don't know. She's younger than um, I. She's am, she's I 97. She's 97 pounds also. So it's like, Christ. Grottier. It's crazy that she's that good too. But Joshi wrestlers, what can I tell you? They're just really good people. Yeah. So yeah, this one's pretty easy. I think it's. I think it'll be fun because they're two very good, very skilled wrestlers in the ring. The Joshi match, I think it'll be fun. Mm. Yeah, I just Rio. It's easiest one, too early. And I think after this, um, they'll start. They need to start building the women's division more because I I think think B Priestley will be our next one to challenge for the. Yeah, I think B wins, and that's your next like feud because you know she'll and have a big win probably be your next champion too because then they'll, they'll do Britt baker versus b and then they'll do a, do a rematch and then no, they could do like a rubber match maybe and then yeah that's maybe when she finally wins because they just need they need to focus more on building the women's division outside of like their top people because yeah. they're, they're just on dark all the time just doing tag matches or throwaway yeah. matches and it's like you can do come on you can do better than this like i think it's kind of bad sorry kenny just need mm-hmm. to work on it some more just you know i know you guys take feedback just keep that in mind um, going back to, speaking of the Elite, uh, we have a tag match. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson against Santana and Ortiz. Their first, like, proper tag team match, not against squash talent in AEW. Um, this is, like, your first Elite versus Inner Circle match, I think. Yeah, because Hangman Pac is not Inner Circle. Um, yeah, I've gone for Santana and Ortiz. Yep, pride and powerful. Yeah, yeah they absolutely need to win because, you know, it's Bucks their Bucks don't want to win. Yeah, Bucks, they've, they've been really selfless, you know, putting people at the prior party over, but they've been winning yeah. a fair amount since then. They won the match against the best friends. They won the six man on Halloween, mm. but they got they didn't, they didn't they then got attacked by Proud and Powerful. So I'd be interested to see how they book this. I do think that they'll win. I don't, I don't know if it'll be clean. Maybe some run in, maybe some shenanigans, maybe like a roll up might end the match for Santana and Ortiz. This feud, like faction versus faction, is definitely gonna go past this show. So it's hard to say, but I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm gonna go for Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, you yep. both agree. Yeah. Yeah. Same reasons, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe like sometime down the line, maybe the next pay per view will have like a big, kind of like a War Games match, but you know, War Games is trademarks. They can't really do that between Inner Circle and the Elite. I mean, hey, Cody said when when Elite goes against the Inner Circle, it's gonna be war or a match beyond, as he described it. Oh, and yeah, and it was hinting. That that's like a hint at War Games. Back in the day, that's what they called it. Like, I think they're like trying to get the trademark. But... Yeah, but, like, it's kind of NXT's thing right now. Yeah. You have to work around that, boys. Um, so this will be called the official main event of the show because we'll get to reasons why the other one won't be the, the official main event. But the World Championship match, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, Le Champion. against the challenger, Cody. Um, so there's been a lot of elements added to this match. 60-minute time limit with judges at ringside in case it goes to a draw, which adds kind of like a sports element to it, which is cool. But... Will they go to 60 minutes? I'm going to say no. No, because yeah, no. Jericho's old. I, Jericho's still got it, though. I hope, I hope he can go 60 minutes. It's my concern. He's probably the peak of his career right now. I mean, according to Sammy Guevara, he is. As the I youngest world champion in AEW history. Youngest world champion. Yeah, but I'm picking Jericho. Jericho. I just think it's, Jericho. Now is not the time. As, as, well, it won't my, ever be the look, time part again. Of, part, of me wants, part, of me wants me, part of me wants me for Cody to win. Because like that promo this week was really well done from him. He's... They built this match pretty well, but I don't think it's time right now. And I think, but the loophole is that you if Cody, have, yeah. you get Cody is won't it, challenge if he loses is again. It, is it like okay? So is the agreement that if Cody loses to Jericho, like if we he don't pins know. or submitted, we don't or know. What, we don't what know. if it's a DQ? 
Or a no contest. Uh, we'll see. Maybe there'll be I a loophole there. I think MJF there. is going to get... We'll, we'll, and we'll get to that in a moment, actually. That's our fantasy booking thing. We'll get to that in a moment. But, um, yeah, I think Jericho's just going to win. I think it's too early. I think maybe the next interview they do will be the time he loses it. Depends on who's built next to beat him. But I'm interested to see how they do this match and what like the presentation of it will be with the judges at ringside. And if anybody else gets involved, maybe we'll see MJF help try to help Cody. Maybe we'll see Santana and Ortiz come back up. Maybe someone else, maybe a new debut will help Jericho win. Maybe like Wardlow might help him. <laughs> we have no idea. So I this would, this would be like the official main event, but in actual it's a co-main event because what I think will be the main event, the lights out match, unsanctioned, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, a few that goes all the way back to May at Double or Nothing since the show ended, mm. and I think John Moxley's gonna win. Moxley, yeah, 100%. this is his is his first big match on a pay per view scale outside of the Fighter Fest match, but that was really just a showcase match for Moxley, and this is this is his kind of match. Yeah. You can't have John Moxley lose in his kind of match. It makes him look dumb. Exactly. So this is gonna be, this is gonna be brutal. This is not gonna be pretty in any way. There's gonna be a lot of blood. There's gonna be a lot of big spots, and Kenny's probably gonna sell his ass off for what's gonna happen too. So it's gonna be crazy. We'll actually get to see those barbed wire bat and the barbed wire broom getting played in the use. Mm. So that's gonna be really fun. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Is this the biggest match of the year? In AEW, I think so. I know it's the biggest one of like all companies, but I think it's the biggest match in AEW because I can't think of anything, anything else. Like maybe Jericho Cody that's been played up as a big deal in kayfabe, but yeah, this is like the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty, but Moxley needs to win because I think it's if, not gonna if be... Jericho wins, I think Moxley's going to be next in line. Yeah, beautiful violence. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some great stuff. Um, yeah, those are our predictions. A lot of agreements, a couple of disagreements here and there, but this is going to be. A very eventful show. I think some other tidbits we should look out for is for maybe Wardlow a debut. I think let's stick for the day the announcement of the next pay per view. Probably gonna be I think it's gonna be in February. If I had to pick a month, and then we'll probably maybe they'll announce the mid card title. Maybe since I mentioned it earlier. But yeah, that's our predictions for full gear. We're not gonna stop with AEW just yet. We're gonna stitch over to some quick fantasy booking. Um, we mentioned MJF earlier, so we're gonna do some fantasy booking of the potential. Um, turn of MJF on his best friend Cody. So whew, the roller the roller coaster as he called him, I like that nickname. So MJF has been an interesting character on Dynamite so far. He had that match on DC where he beat Brandon Cutler pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and we've only seen him pop up here and there ever since. He did commentary on Dark, which is fun. He's been showing up on weekly TV, just helping out Cody and the boys. But he's also been prominent on being the elite, saying the Bucks so he doesn't care about them. He only cares about Cody right now. Um, he's only at three matches. Yeah, and he's only won one of them, right? He's, no, he's two and one. What was his other one? Oh, uh, six man, the six yeah. man. Fight for the Fallen. Yep. He, he didn't win them, but I know he he was on the winning team. So MJF is in an interesting position. He's always being positioned as a big deal, but we haven't seen a lot of him outside of like his occasional promo, his commentary on Dark, and the pay per view stuff. So if we're gonna if what if and when he does turn, how should they go about it? I think it's happening tonight. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's at that, and then uh, he's going to come in and screw Cody. And then, so now Cody can't uh, challenge because for the AEW championship him. anymore. He got betrayed by his best friend. He's not MJF. That's mega heat. He's going to be the most hated man in this business. I can see. I think is what he's going And I, I think, think that's he, what he doesn't doing. care because he's better than us, and he knows it. And I think that's, that's the best way they can do it. Yeah, I think another way, another way they might do it is, is if Cody wins, MJF comes down to celebrate, only for him to like just kick him in the balls after and hold, and be like, 
I like this, you know? I'm gonna go for this now and fight you. MJF versus Cody. He, spo he, spoils, he spoils the big win by kicking Cody in the balls. Mm. But he also, maybe he inadvertently costs him. Maybe when he tries to help him, he accidentally costs him, and Cody's like, what happened? And then there's a whole argument, and then MJF just gets pissed. But the way you do it is, like, maybe Cody's about to, maybe Jericho's about to win. Like, maybe he gets, like, some sort of, like, important object. MJF stops him, and then he, like, looks at Cody, and then he decks Cody with it. Oh, oh like, what, um, the Hardys boys did, that one where Rumble oh, against yeah. Edge. I remember where that. Matt Hardy came down to help Jeff, and then he jacks. swung and hit Jeff chair with the chair. Chair shot out to the head. Yeah. That's when their stills are still allowed. Um, I think, I think MJF might join in our circle. Ooh, that's oh, that would no, suck. I think that's I fair. think he's like Champa, where he's better as a heel by himself. Yeah, I don't think he but needs it. But then again, it. so is Jericho, so is Sammy Guevara. So is so many other people. Yeah, like everybody. Like, there's like nothing. Champa. There's not. You don't get credibility taken away from you if you join the team. I would think it can help. It can help for newer guys, and it might be better for you too. Yeah, help introduce you to the audience. But people, I mean, they're all assholes like MJF. And I, I, MJF could definitely learn a few things. Well, not that he doesn't already know a lot of things. But he can learn more from, like, veterans like Jericho. MJ, he, he MJF is learn, 23, for the record. He could, he could learn so much under Jericho, and that make MJF even better than he is already. Because he's already a lot of fun. Like, yeah. He's so fun to watch, and he's just entertaining. Of course, like, you know... Is it, is it the best heel in wrestling? Do you guys well, think? Is he the best heel right now in he's wrestling? He's the best heel on the mic. He's the best sure. heel yeah. on the mic, hands down. Yeah. yeah, I think he's one of the better ones in, in the world of wrestling. I don't know if he's the best heel. I wouldn't say best heel yet. I, th I, I, think, mean, it's, I think it's Adam Cole. I'd say Cole or Jericho. We haven't seen him much in Those the ring ones. to see how his heel in ring work is. It's, only been, it's been so brief. Yeah. But, like, he, he can go. I've just, like, seen tidbits of him. Like, the, you know, the match against Cole was kind of just like, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of like a glorified squash. But, you know, he's still got, he, looks, he looks good. So, you know... I'd be cool with it. I'm just curious to see how they how they do it. But the way that you described it of him, I like the way he inadvertently costs him or just portrays him like right before he wins. I think straight up stabs him in the back. Oof. Or he, it's like the match goes on for a while. MJF comes out and just pulls some shenanigans. But he, he's playing if he doesn't like Jericho. It was all a ruse all along. And it also Ooh. adds to the comedy fact that the judges weren't even needed. Like, none of it was really needed. It was all a work. It was all a work just for, to push MJF. What, what if he's a judge? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's the last judge. He goes, oh, Jericho was better. And then yeah, he joins in her circle. <laughs> That'd be so funny. But also, like, wow, what a dick. He would look like such... He was he was the factor that why Cody didn't win the title. So, like, what... That, they'd have the match on pay-per-view. And then, well, and then you keep how Cody's promos have been going, you can see him go, you are my best friend. I you were supposed you. to be my friend. I Batista, trusted you. It's Batista Ray Mysterio all over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're supposed you to be my friend. He throws him. It was such a good moment. Yeah, this this, this will happen on pay-per-view, probably at their next show, whatever it's called. I don't know what it'll be called. Um, yeah, and then ooh, I'm, if built to that, would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of promo stuff. Yeah. A lot of promo stuff. Mm. A lot of family stuff, like Brandy will probably get involved, but Brandy's didn't as of late yeah yeah she's, but she might get involved in some way well she's doing her own thing with like yeah. awesome kong it's really weird yeah. like every time i watch her every now i'm like eh? like i think the way that i think it was i think jack the jobber described it, it's like it's like twin peaks but then matthew said on the podcast oh it's twin peaks if it made sense yeah. so <laughs> so yeah it's really weird i don't know what's gonna happen with her but i think she's doing her own thing i don't care about brandy Rhodes. i don't like yeah. her mm. yeah i think i think, actually take i think she's bad at her job so yeah Ooh. Uh, that's enough uh, fantasy booking. So we all we're all in the same boat of when how it will happen. We'll have to see. Time yeah. of recording. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's happened by the time this comes out. Maybe it has, and we're all stupid. 
I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, so we're going to do a quick segue to a quick sponsor break. Today's episode of the Shoot Style Sun is sponsored by the Steam Dream Store. So do you guys do you guys like going to the beach? Of course. Do you guys like having your own beach towel like customized? Yeah. Where are we going with so this? So what if I told you that you can now support your new wrestling podcast on the beach with a new um, Shoot Style Sauna beach towel on our store? We're doing towels what? too now? Yep. So not only are the VIP towels, we're superstars of the week, I think now, we have an actual beach towel. You can have your I very own to the beach VIP the towel. <laughs> or maybe you like traveling. I like going to like, I don't know, like the Bahamas or going down south to like some really nice place in Florida. Well, now you can go to teespring.com slash steam dream and pick up your own shoot style sauna towel Amazing. 35 bucks and hey you can make it cheaper you have you have a discount code use the code sauna for 15 percent off your first purchase again that's the code sauna at teespring.com slash steam dream to get your own shoot style sauna towel and support your boys on the beach and maybe when you go into a sauna you can wear it there too see what i'm going with this you better but yeah so Transitioning to back into the show, uh, we're going to introduce a new segment to the table. This new segment is called In the Spotlight, where a broadcaster will talk about something they've really enjoyed as of late and shine some love on that show. So this week, I'm going to be taking the floor, and I'm going to talk about a bit about NWA Power. So the NWA has recently started a show on their YouTube channel called Power. This is a weekly show that airs on their channel every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. to 7, so right before AW Dark. Mm. And it's been a really fun show. It's a lot different than what you see on TV right now. It has a very old-school look and feel to it. And they fit a lot of content in for only an hour time play. So they like to open the show with like a quick promo. Like the promos are like at least like two or three minutes at most, I'm going to say. They really trim things down of how they book their talent as well. It's very quick, uh, very effective, like storytelling too, and they like their promo work is very good. They brought back studio wrestling. Yeah, and it looks nice too for where they are, and the crowd's really lively too. Yeah, they have a great crowd, and yeah, it's very concise stuff to the point. It's entertaining a lot. So for those who haven't seen NWA Power, I'll run down some of the names that they have on the show if you like are interested at all. So some names from different companies. They've had Nick Aldis, formerly known as I think it was Magnus and Impact. Yep. When he first like showed up, he's come a long way. He's their current champion. He beat Cody for the title. I think it was just like this time last year when he first won the title. So he's their champion. He's been doing really well for himself. Those remember Damien Sandow? Well he's there. He's Aaron Stevens now. Wow. So his his whole character, it's kinda like Miz. He's this Hollywood actor who talks a lot about his movies a lot, and he loses. And he's he's been losing a lot of his matches. Uh, so his big feud right now is, is a guy against Ricky Starks. And I think it was last week's episode where Ricky Starks said, "You talk too much," and then he slapped him. And then they had a match this week on Power. It was two out of three falls, and Starks pinned him in like in three seconds to start. And then he won two zero. And Aaron Stevens is really over with the crowd. And his character work has been really, really well done. But it's also look who look who the guy is. Yeah, he knows how to get crowds going. Uh, we also have James Storm. He was the former NWA National Champion, losing the title to Cole Cabana. He's also there. Cole Cabana just won the title from him this week at NWA Power. In a very fun match. wasn't too long, but it was entertaining. Had some storylines to it. Um, the tag champions are the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, yeah, I remember. That. That's right. The Rock and Roll Express are the tag champions. Those old guys. But Eric are. They can still go. When yep. I went to New Japan, uh, uh, Fighting Spirit and Lowell, they had a tag team match against um, ooh, Bullet Club, uh, Owens. No, Owens and Master Heater Guy. I can't remember the names at the moment. But they, hell, they can still go. 
that's yeah. And they're the champions right now. We last we saw them on Dynamite getting killed by Santana and Ortiz, so they can take bumps too. Mm. You gotta commend the guys for that too. So yeah, they're their tag champions right now. They're going against I think the Dawsons are the guys. Yeah, I forget their names are, but that that's their tag team name. Yeah, another tag team wrestler, Trevor Murdoch. That's right, Trevor Murdoch is in NWA. He was wrestling a couple weeks ago. I think he won a match too. So yeah, he's he's kicking about. I never thought I'd see him again. Uh, Eli Drake. Former Impact guy, he's also there. Homicide, an old school Impact guy, back when they were TNA in the Six Sided Ring. He's also there. Ring of Honor, prominent, prominent Ring of Honor. Yes, big deal. Uh, Mr. Anderson, he's also there. Kennedy. He's sticking around. Also known as Mr. Kennedy in WWE. And on color commentary, everybody's favorite, Jim Cornette. Joey Janela sure loves oh himself and Jim Cornette. He's actually pretty funny on commentary. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this week he had he he had a show to Mimsy reference to South Park on commentary, and I'm like, he really just did that. He he literally said that on commentary. So I'm like, that was good. I never thought I could get on a wrestling show before. So yeah, if you're interested in like some more old school feel to your wrestling, and you like very concise content with like very quick segments and fun vignettes and an old school feel, like their theme song is "Into the Fire" by Dawkins. Nice. If you guys know that band, yep, yeah, Dawkins is their theme song. I'm like, I'm a big fan of that. So yeah, if you're interested in old school wrestling, like that feel and presentation, you can go to the NWA YouTube channel every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. and watch some NWA Power. 6:05. That's true because they premiere because like their premiere time is weird. They appear they start at 6:05 to go for like 50 well, minutes. Well, that's how to... the old wrestling shows were back in the 80s and 70s. 6:05 Saturday night. Yeah, look at that attention to detail. But yeah, again, NWA YouTube channel every Tuesday night, 6:05 p.m. NWA Power. A lot of fun. Um, so, we're going to go into our final segment of the show. This is the Steam Dream Universe update, where we give you an update on the Steam Dream Universe. For those who don't know, first-time listeners, the SDU Universe is a WWE 2K19, not 20, 19 universe mode run by our producer, Tim. And in that universe mode, I am the producer of SmackDown Live, Sam is the producer of NXT, and mm-hmm. Tim runs Raw. So, Tim, as of late kind of rushed the end of the year he had a lot of creative like i said lack of creativity he, he described it as and we basically just simulate kind of like simulate the rest of the year very quickly and he wanted to go over the what happened pretty much and who the current champions are going into the new year and any awards we had so i got some rundown like what sort of like royal rumble and stuff like that so the rumble i think was won the men i believe bray wyatt of nxt in this world one that's on sam's side and the Women's Royal Rumble, I believe it was Asuka, I think won that one. And then at Mania, we had the culmination of Ray Wyatt, I think going, I forgot what title he went for, but look at this. He went for the NXT title. He did. I forget, I forget he, the archives are gone by this point, I can't find them on the spreadsheet, but Bray Wyatt is now the NXT champion, he did win the title in this universe, I guess we'll go over champion by champion in each show now. On NXT, you have, which is Sam's show, you have NXT is your, Bray Wyatt's main champion, Chris Jericho is your North American champion, Drew McIntyre is your United Kingdom champion, women's champion is Bayley, who I think just, just won the title, Beautiful People won the tag titles, and then... The Money in the Bank, which is determined at Mania, is an NXT superstar for the women's side. Lacey Evans won the Women's Money in the Bank and Mania in this universe mode. Sam, any plans for year two as of right now? Not at the moment. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had like no time to think this over lately mm-hmm. just because of life conflicts. Uh, yeah, no, nothing at the moment. Fair enough. Bray Wyatt champion as long as possible. He has, he has a stable, right? Yeah, he has, like a, he has like a new Wyatt family, right? It'll slowly become a new stable, but it's just him and Lars for now. All right, yeah, Lars like it's like pet project right now. Um, on SmackDown, um, the champions 
La Luis Venezuela, which is the new repackaging of the former No Way Jose. He beat Undertaker for the WWE Championship. What? <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah, you, yeah, that's right. He beat Undertaker for the WWE title. So, I'll explain this better. So, I have this faction on SmackDown that Tim and I came up with called El Sindicato, which is it's a Mexican organization of Latino superstars. So, the leader is Andrade, who is the South American champion. Nice. We have Venezuela, who's like the muscle of the group, the former Noe Jose, Sin Cara and Lince Dorado, and Epico. So the tag the tag titles are with uh, Sin Cara and Lince Dorado, and then the hardcore champion is Epico. So they're on the show, mm-hmm. and we Tim and I so at WrestleMania, you want to know what happened? It was Andrade versus Vince McMahon for control of SmackDown, and Andrade won. So SmackDown is now Lucha Underground in this universe, and now they run and now they run the show. So my champions, aside from them, the women's champion is now Bianca Belair. She capped off her eventful year by beating Alexa Bliss for the championship, and now she is our new champion going into the year. She had a really good year. She did not win Women's Superstar of the Year, though. Um, <coughs> we'll do the Raw roster going into year two. Tim's champions are Finn Balor's Universal Champion. I think he beat The Rock for the title. IC Champion is Sheamus. Uh, Cruiserweight Champion is the Big Strong Boy and Tyler Bate. Raw Women's Champion is still Ember Moon. I think she's held the title for the entire year at this point, so that's really impressive. Raw tag titles are with the Undisputed Era, Kyle and Bobby, and Tim's Money in the Bank winner is on Raw. That is AJ Styles is the Money in the Bank winner. So maybe Tim might have him go after Finn. Could be cool. OC isn't really OC's not really a thing in this universe, I want to say, because I think Gals Anderson are on SmackDown with me, or Lucha Underground. Um, so the awards, if I could find them, let's see. Do they have a list anywhere? I know the gist of most of them. If I can't, yeah, he, he deleted the entire, like, your one sheet if i can find it but i know i think the male superstar of the year was bray wyatt of nxt so sam superstar won there women's superstar of the year was ember moon mm. i don't i figured i'm a match of the, i think match of the year was survivor series where it was the rock versus taker versus ricochet which was the three world champions match and i think rock i forget i think i forget if either rock or taker won that but it's been a while tim is the guy here and tim is obviously away so yeah um the feud of the year i forgot who went to that i think tag team of the year was el syndicato i forget because the awards i can't find them but yeah um that's the gist of that year two will be starting up the first pay-per-view in year two for sdu is going to be bad blood making a comeback come from manchester england and your main event of that show is going to be finn balor versus adam cole for the universal title in a hell in a cell match that's that's bold that's very bold uh, for SmackDown, the first pay-per-view is going to be Backlash, coming from Mexico City, Mexico, so it's on home turf for Lucha Underground people. Mm. Uh, the main event of that show will be Andrade Cien Almas versus Randy Orton for the South American title. So I think Orton's going to be like your first guy to go against Andrade now that he kind of runs the show. Mm. So we'll, we'll continue the push there. And on Sam's side, we have TakeOver Toronto, and the main event of that show is going to be Bray Wyatt versus Triple H in a no-DQ match. Do you Amazing. have any, any input on that, or is that just Tim's idea? I have no, it just sounds like it's going to be a bloodbath, even though it's virtual. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Yeah, so we're getting virtual ready for year two. Um, the champions are set. We have some plans going into the year. But yeah, um, I think that's all we have for the update right now. I'll keep you guys posted on the next episode to see if any new developments have happened. But yeah, we're going to now, we've come to an end on episode six. We must now, unfortunately, close our doors for until next time. Next time we come to you, it'll be Survivor Series weekend. Woo! NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series predictions and pitches will probably be on the way. 
So a lot to be expected on that episode. Uh, we'll have probably some AW updates on the war. What's going on with Wednesday nights? Any other input? Um, Sam and Eric, anything to plug? Uh, no. Just uh, keep watching wrestling. Keep supporting independent wrestling. Hey Amen. What he said. Yeah, uh, watch NWA Power and also watch the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast with Ross, Matthew, and Jack the Jobber on Cultaholic. That's all I have to plug. Um, <laughs> if you're watching the, this, thank you. Check out the Steam Dream Store. Yep, teespring.com slash Steam Dream. Get your beach towel. Also, oh yeah, also check out the Steam Dream YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Steam Dream. Check it out and see all other videos of vlogs, the championship series of the championship being defended in Smash Brothers as of late. We have some other stuff coming out for you. Some a punishment for full gear will be coming. It's a spicy one, and I mean that. Quite literally. Uh, indeed. Our buttholes are going to burn. It's not going to be great for the loser. We'll find out who it is tonight. But again, until next time, we will see you again when we open our doors. But for now, the sauna will cool down and we'll close our doors and we'll bid you adieu. And we will see you <laughs> next time.